Welcome to the Private Suite Magazine interview series. I'm Indy Advent, and today in the house, we got Dan Mason. What's going on, Dan Mason? How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm doing pretty good, my man. I'm, you know, just chilling out, getting ready for the uh, the events coming on later this week, you know? The big old yeah, econ. Oh, man, I'm so freaking excited for it. I've never yeah, been... I'm excited. I've never been so excited and nervous for something in my entire life, so... <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be sweet. Oh, I can't wait. It's it's finally happening. It seemed like it was so far away, and oh, now God. it's here. Yeah, you're not kidding. I was. Uh, I think I was told about it back in uh, freaking March. So like, oh wow. I yeah. I've been like waiting for this for months. So <laughs> that must have been hard. Holy shit. Yeah, it's been freaking it's been like, oh my god, is it here yet? Is it here? And now I'm I'm sitting here, of course, at the time of the recording of this, it's uh less than a week away, like a few days away. Jeez mm-hmm. like, Louise. And obviously you you knew you were performing when you heard about it, right? Yes. I knew well okay. I knew I was probably one of the first people, like first group. I think most of the first phase knew that um we were gonna be playing it well before it was announced yeah so wild yeah well that's sweet man i can't wait i cannot wait we were before the show we were just talking about how much i love one of your songs yeah and uh it's the song is off uh, miami virtual 2 it's called seven to five shout out to anyone that knows that song i i, I forget so much about uh miami virtual 2.0 <laughs> people always talk about miami virtual the first one more than i ever talk about the second one no, yeah I, that's true Though personally, I think the second one was better produced, but that's just me. But people are gonna dig what they're gonna dig. Yeah, no, for me, it's it's number. It's all about number two. Hey, hey, yeah, it's popping. Glad you're digging it. I, I completely forgot about that song, even when you mentioned it to me. <laughs> I had to listen to it again. I love just the the riff you you came up with. Like, if you haven't heard the song, put it on right now. Seven to five, Dan Mason. Like the the saxophone uh, edit that you made, it's just so goddamn tight. It's so catchy. It's yeah. like hypnotizing. Well, when I made that song, I was there was a thing going on where I wanted to I wanted to make like a kind of more mathier, kind of more odd time signature uh, vaporwave album, and I wanted to call it like music for accountants or something like that, and it just never came through. So. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the band Polyphia? Polyphia, no. Polyphia, no. There's a song by them, and it's crazy because it, it, they're a metal band. Hang on, hang on. Um, for some listeners of this show, you might know that already. I like, or, or you might know that I like metal. And uh, th- yeah, there's one song that has a very, very similar riff, like the way it, you go, like, back to the note a few times like the the listener kind of expects the song to play through and that's what's interesting about the song you like pause on that note on those two notes yeah um kind, kind of like of a trip catches you off guard a little bit right yeah that dun 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 kind of thing going on yeah by yeah. the way i am looked i looked up polyphia i have listened to the i listened to their album euphoria Oh, long, dope, man. A long time ago, back when I used to work at Lowe's in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, I used to put on a, I used to put on just whatever on my phone because they let us do that when we watered the plants. 
And okay. I think I listened to that one a few times. This is a long Sweet. time ago, though. So. Yeah, that's a sick record. And it's it's not like crazy like hair metal. It's sort mm-hmm. of like cl- clean, nice sounding music, but it gets, gets pretty fast. That's what I liked times. about it. I think it was uh, suggested to me through um, the band uh, Endless Sporadic or something like that. It was like a related um, thing. Yeah. I don't know. So Cool. Well, anyway, the song I was thinking of is called Champagne, I think. So check that song out uh, maybe after the podcast or something or even now, if you want to see the similarities while I while I talk about you here for a little bit. So Dan Mason is a very well-renowned artist in the scene right now. He's had several releases on Business Casual and DMT Tapes FL. And uh, some of the records that we talked about, one, Miami Virtual and Miami Virtual 2. He's also got Summer Love. And kind of in the same vein, and then some music that sounds has a kind of a different feel to it, um, maybe more in the lines of traditional vaporwave. Um, the album is Void, and your newest one, Hypnagogia. 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 There you go. It's all right. Congratulations on selling out on the LP, by the way. Uh, yeah, I didn't expect that at all. That was pretty fast. I thought it'd be like, you know, maybe like two weeks and then it'd be gone, but not five hours. People couldn't pass up on that beautiful white, that it coconut worked. white. It was like so beautiful. It worked. I already own the tape. Yeah. Okay, I, I, gave me the LP. Thank you. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, speaking of LPs, you had an LP. You also had, I think, a 10-inch of uh, a summertime EP on mm-hmm. Business Casual, also. No, it, that was a uh, the summertime EP was released on Business Casual. The ten inch was through my pet my pet flamingo. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry, sorry. No, nah, you're good, man. Yeah, I, I, sometimes good. I lose I lose track of where my stuff is. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you do have a lot of it. Yeah. So yeah, great to have you on the show. I'm very I'm very excited. I'm happy to be here. Did you uh, check out that song? I yeah, I, li- I listened to a little bit of it here. Did you hear the riff? Danny, Danny, Danny. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs> this song. I do. I actually do remember the song. Oh yeah, so, nice. Uh, this band was really freaking cool, actually. When I used to listen to that, yeah, I, was, like, I went through like a awesome phase. That you know them. I went through like a phase of just like that kind of metal, where it's just like you know very sort of technical, kind of you know just instrumental metal kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I, it just developed into like I, I went into like doom metal really hard and like stoner metal really hard eventually and just ooh that's a that's a sudden swift change in direction yeah just kind of I don't know <laughs> just, I I used to listen to a lot of faster stuff and then just my life just like oh it's just slow it all down <laughs> yeah and cool so, man I think we all go through phases in music in one way or another mm-hmm. so how uh, how you doing man how was your night last night um. Fine, I guess. <laughs> you get up uh, to anything exciting? Nah, just uh, just kind of chilled. I think uh, what did I do? I think I went to my parents. <laughs> so sounds pretty chill. Yeah, I just uh, I had to get some stuff for the trip. I had to prepare a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I spent like this whole week just doing logistical stuff, just getting things everything ready so I can get there and not have to worry about a lot of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. 
Are you having to bring any equipment or anything? Yeah, I'm bringing a for my live set. I'm bringing a launch pad, a laptop, and a a mixer. And there's a little pedal. I forget what it's called. It's like a it's a basically it's an auto tune pedal. But I don't really use it for the auto tune. I use it for the formant shift that it has on it. So it makes my voice sound deeper, like it does on the albums. So I'm trying it's to kind of like up. a vocoder. Yeah, sort of a vocoder, but not as like intense. Yeah. Okay. It's like it's just like it does something to like I don't know. I mean it can the only problem is it's 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 really is a cheaper one, so it can get kind of digitally, but I'm like, eh, whatever, it'll sound nice. I'll have a some reverb on me and it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. So it's have a live you, set. Have you tested it out and all that? Yes. I did it yeah. um I did a small show in May. Um, oh, cool. in Orlando doing a similar set to what I'm going to be doing here and uh, up in New York. Um, and it was, uh, it went really well. I think I only had a few glitches with it cause I dropped, I dropped the pedal one time and ever since then it's been kind of weird. Um, but it, hey. uh, yeah, it kind of sucks. It just, it fell off my, basically what it was is I was playing with my, I have a, I have a band that we just, we just kind of jam right now, but we're working on something else completely different than what I normally do. And uh, I turned everything up, and it was sitting on top of the uh, the amp, not the amp, the uh, the PA system, and mm. it was vibrating so much that it just fell off and hit the floor. In it, Ugh, that sucks. Damn, I didn't even think it would do that, but yeah, so. yeah. But it, it only it all it does is like does like a little squelch. Um, squelch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. And it does it so, yeah, it does it so rarely. It just, it like literally, it's a squelch. It's like a kind of thing. It'll just do that randomly, but like kind of loud. I don't know if it, it, it could either be that or it could be literally like um, the sound of the music coming in through the mic and then trying to like fix that. I don't know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good old audio technical difficulties. Yeah. But other than that, like everything else I think has gone smooth and. I have nice. it all laid out in the way I like it, and so hopefully, nice. hopefully they just have a table there. <laughs> I think they yeah. will. I Plop think they down, will have a table. Plug her in, done. Oh. Hopefully, yep. yeah. I have a lot of respect for touring musicians. I was a, I've been a stage performer since I was sixteen or so. Oh yeah. Um, it's kind of slowed down in the past two or three years now that I'm not doing metal like performing as much. Yeah. Um, hoping to get back into that though, because uh, it's a bitch. It's a lot of work, man, to dragging all that equipment around. Oh, it freaking yeah! <laughs> Trust me, I'm happy that they have like um like a PA system there because I had to do For that sure. show. That show I did in uh, Orlando, I I knew the place. The place is called Uncle Lou's. I used to play there a lot when I was in a post rock band back in like 2014, 2015, and uh, their PA is terrible. So I decided to bring my own, and that was such a hassle and a half. Like, oh my god, a whole PA? Yeah, I brought, well, uh, it's just it's just two just speakers two in, a, speaker. in a head. Yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. it's not like it's not like a I have monitors or anything. It was a small venue. Uh, I think there was like thirty people there. So, mm-hmm. Oh, those speakers can be pretty heavy, though. Oh yeah, that was that was the hard part was getting them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a van or anything, so we had to put them in my wife's Civic. <laughs> Oh my god, a Civic! Yeah, we yeah, put it in the you Civic. Have to make two trips? And oh no, we did. I mean, hell no, because uh, it was an hour and a half drive away from where oh, yeah, I currently right, live. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm not actually in Orlando anymore. I'm in. I, I'm in like a town outside of it on the coast. Okay. But um, 
But yeah, I had to drive all the way into freaking Orlando with that in there. And I was not going to do it in my freaking uh, crappy little um, 2004 Sable. Oh. Uh, yeah. Mercury Sable. So I drove my wife's Civic. Cause it's, it's basically brand new. Mm-hmm. And the free. Oh, so when I got there, the freaking guy was like, I tried to park in the back so I could just load up through the back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy's like, no, you can't, you can't park back here. You have to park in the front. So I had a parallel park in front of the damn place and I suck at parallel parking. Uh, so I had to freaking park out in front of this place. So I'm like, I'm taking a freaking parking spaces for the people that are going to come see this event to unload it right there. Like with a busy road right next to you. I'm like, what the hell? Come to find out, I couldn't I couldn't park in the back because the owner of the bar sells like drugs out of the back of the freaking bar. Mm. So he just didn't want anybody parked back there. Right. Fuck. That's hilarious. Like, yeah, I'm just performing at the show, just trying to park here, guys. Just you know. I'm like, can I just unload here? He's like, no, you can't. You can't. Try to unload, please. Help me. He's like, you can't. You can't do that. I'm like, what the fuck? But yeah, he he. I think that guy sells like crack or something out of the back of the freaking bar. It's like a it's like a big rumor that's been in the scene. Oh yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's not a rumor. I saw the people who were going to that bar that weren't there to see my show. Mm -hmm. They were yeah, (laughs) they were there for something else. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't worry, one day we'll all have our own tour buses. Oh, I hope, and we'll just be cruising. I hope I'm gonna have to hop on someone's tour bus though. I don't. I won't get my own. Private suite oh, tour man. bus. There you go. Come on. I'm just going to have a tour van. If I can get a tour van, if I can just get a van, van. to do that shit. Van suite. And I, and I don't even have to drive the van. Like, I, I'd be freaking, I'd be set. I just, that's that's the part about, like, honestly, the part I'm nervous about this trip for uh, Electronicon isn't even the set because I think I've got my set down pretty good. Um, I mean, yeah, I am nervous about it. Like, obviously, like, I do worry about, like, things that will go wrong, but, like, the part that gets me the most is just trying to get there, because uh, I've only I think I've only left the state by myself like one time in the past, and uh, never been to New York City, so mm. it's gonna be quite an experience. Yeah, luckily I'm a bit of a traveler, so I think mm-hmm. I'll be all right. But yeah, it's I'm sure there's a lot of people with a bit of anxiety about it. Mm-hmm. That's why I think like once we get there and we all like see each other, it's gonna be like okay, everybody's okay. It's gonna, yeah, <laughs> everybody's honestly, here. yeah. We'll do a head count. Once I actually, once I actually <laughs> see, yeah, basically, let's do a head count. Like once I actually see like the other people I'm playing with and the other people I'm planning on meeting there, I think all my like freaking like stress about the whole thing is just gonna go away. Mm-hmm. Like once I see that beautiful face of 3D blast, I'm gonna give him a big <laughs> your arch smooch. nemesis. Yeah, my arch nemesis. <laughs> That's my wife you're talking about. No, but uh, exactly. No, when I see him, I'll, I'll be happy, and because I think I'm going to see him before I see a lot of the other people. Yeah. Um, depending, of course, I, I get there like two days early. So. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, and he's pretty close, right? So. Uh, he's in Detroit, but yeah. Oh yeah, that's not close. No, that's not close. At all. No, <laughs> I, th- I thought a, New I Jersey for some reason, but yeah, no, never mind. That's completely I wrong. I think it's a ten-hour commute for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Wizard of Loneliness is Jersey. Yeah, don't quote yeah, me on that. Yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. He's close. Yeah, he's close. He's like right there. I might actually hit him up when I get in town. Nice. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just gonna crash the tape swap. Whoever's there, they're gonna have to deal with me and my luggage. Oh. <laughs> well, we have a booth. Okay, so I'll just uh, I'm gonna I'll be at the tape swap. Sick. So sick. I'm gonna try. Well, I'll try to get at least try to be at the tape swap. Yeah. I I know I want to see Randy's set. Yeah, he's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and for those of you who don't know who are listening, definitely check out 
PowerPC Mies set because we did an interview with him and he was talking about he's doing the Kmart stuff. Oh, live, yes. Live Hell Kmart yeah. performance from his very, very popular Kmart record. I forget the Kmart year. Kmart tapes. Yeah, yeah I forget, I forget the year. years on it. But I remember when those Kmart tapes came out, like the, the, the original like People said, oh, we found all these Kmart Muzak tapes. Oh, yeah, on Reddit. And everybody sampled them, like, immediately. Even my um, my mother-in-law was even freaking, like, messaging me about, hey, did you hear about these Kmart tapes? And I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? Wow. And I was like, yeah, I have, but everybody's already got their hands on them. Like, I was just like, uh. I thought about it, doing Damn. something with them, but I was like, no. Nah. The tapes have permeated yeah. other cultures. Power, power, yeah, for real. Power PCME, I think, uh, really got got the the best of it there yeah he took it to another level yeah for real we spent like months at least um, at least a month on it yeah but so he's the one who's yeah he'll be he'll be known for yeah for sampling them and everything in the future for sure Mm -hmm. so oh yeah maybe at the new kmart they'll play his music the new kmart is there a new kmart just the future of of whatever we're going to see as like local stores. Oh, Kmart two. Okay. <laughs> I gotcha. Hey, we're in, we're in the twos now of everything, aren't we? Oh yeah. Yeah. Didn't mean for that to jump happen. into that. I did not mean that for that to happen. a good way to, to jump into that? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, so vaporwave two, what is that? Uh, it was a joke <laughs> and then it became real kind of sort of, it, essentially mm-hmm. I was calling it like, it's basically, I, I call it now like vocal vaporwave or, as uh, I think um, Echo Joy calls it all, glo-fi. Um, right, yeah. Or, I mean, some people even call it hip, hypnagogic pop, but I don't think it's really hypnagogic pop, really. But anyway, mm. Vaporwave 2, it was, uh, I kind of was just joking about it after Void came out, and then it stuck for some reason for certain people, mm. and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, do uh, I have to be the owner of this? No, like, did I have to coin this term? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoops! It was yeah. It was it was around that time when like fucking like uh, Despacito two came out or whatever, mm-hmm. and like it was just a big joke. It ended yeah, up. Yeah, well, we saw a lot of a lot of music with original vocals in it coming out. Like I thought it was going to be a bigger thing, to be honest. It's. I have some other. Pe- I think I've seen some other people starting to get into it, which I'm really excited about. I'm I'm happy to see a lot more. Like okay, I love original. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a sample-based vaporwave. I mean, I love sample-based yeah. vaporwave, but I love seeing what directions people go when they do their own interpretations with their own instrumentals. Mm-hmm. It's just—it's very interesting to me. Yeah, for sure. It's—that's a. I find it's almost a completely different type of vaporwave, like the experience. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's it, like got a different history, and it's—it's it's, yeah. There's like I mean. There's di- there's like completely different techniques. I mean, of course, some people still do sampled stuff in it, which is fun. Um, I know Echo Droid. I mean, he's mostly sample based with vocals on top. Um, mm-hmm. But I've seen some other people. Even I, like, I have like a few like tiny samples, but they're really like they're really just like percussion samples of anything in like my current works. And other than that, like, it, oh, and uh, some people talking sample that I took from the. BBC freaking sound effects library or something like that. Yeah. But, um, cool. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with this thought, but I went somewhere with it. I don't know. Vaporwave 2. Uh, I have a song coming out with vocals on it. Hell yeah. 
So, so I'll, I'll have contributed to that scene, I guess, if you want to call Hell it yeah. that. <laughs> see what's going on. I mean, also, like, I mean, you got like, you got surfing who's done it since like 2012. Um, yeah. you have 18 carrot affair who did it back in like 2008 yeah. before vaporwave was even like a thing. Uh, I mean, crazy. Yeah. I mean, George Clanton, uh, freaking, I, he, I actually hadn't listened to George Clanton until after Void came out, so I'm going to be real with you on that one. Ooh. So, and then I listened That's... to him, and now he's like my favorite right now. Yeah. So cool. Can't wait to meet the guy. Uh, mm-hmm. But they always say like, when you meet your heroes, like don't like you know, don't expect everything in the world when you meet them. You know. Yeah. But I I, I will be excited to meet him. Yeah, no, I'm sure it'll be a, an everlasting relationship once you do. I hope so. I really do. Yeah, man. It'll be a touching moment for the two of us. Yeah. Maybe uh, next year when we get Electronicon 2.0. Dude, yeah. Hey, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did not mean that. I mean for that to happen. A lot of 2.0s. Miami 2.0. It'll be, trust me. It'll be 2K, actually. It'll be 2000. Ooh. It'll be 2000. That'd be, that'd be slick. No one's doing 2000 right now. No. We need that. It's out. Bring it back. Remember when everything was something taking it back three thousand or something two thousand? Like that was like I don't know what that was about. Brand van three thousand. Yeah, sweet band, yo. If you if you know that band, shout out to you. Brand van. Yeah. You don't. Do you know them? They do that song with the girl at the beginning. She's like, "Hi, my name is Stereo Mike." Oh yeah, jeez. Yeah, dude. That's. Fucking, yeah, we got three tickets to the Bram Van concert happening Monday night at the Pacific Palace. <laughs> yeah, can you all call in if you uh, want to answer a couple of questions? Uh, maybe what is Todd's favorite cheese? I know that whole song, bro. It's really good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I love uh, my name is Stereo Mike, and they put in, that's great. Anyway, yeah, yeah I've heard this song Brand a long Van. time ago. Yeah, that's classic. I've got it on a playlist somewhere. Love those playlists. So yeah, so you uh, back to you, Mister Dan Mason. Oh yeah, you play the music. I do uh, of other other genres and stuff. So you got any other cool hobbies? Uh, I mean, for the most part, like when I'm not doing like most of my life is music oriented. Uh, like even like when I'm not doing Dan Mason stuff, I'm I'm playing with my my friend's band or we're jamming somewhere. Um, but when we're not doing that, it's it's usually just like gaming and anime, man. Nice. That's usually what I do. And then I can uh, take that. Uh, sometimes me and my wife will hang out and go to Disney because we live so close to it. So we got annual passes. So, but oh wow, <laughs> yeah. So I, I like I know like a lot Amazing. about Disney World parks. So if if, if anybody ever's in town, hit me up, and if I'm available, I will. I will guide you through Disney. How do you feel about the new Disney recreations, like the real life movies? You know, Lion King. Oh, uh, I I feel they're kind of pointless. Like I'm just like we already have these films. I, I get why you're doing it for money, but the Lion King one, uh, I haven't seen it. My wife went to go see it, mm. and she was just like, "I can't take this movie seriously at all." <laughs> Yeah, it's harder to be moved by something like that. It's uncanny, like, and they, ugh, it bothers me. 
Dude, I don't want to spoil anything though, but you know when that Simba's something died? Yeah, I, I've seen the first one. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That was so tragic, man. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Like, stay with me forever. I uh, actually, funny thing about the Lion King was uh, for years, me and my wife were like, go to like Target or whatever. And uh, we just tried to see if we could find it because I'm like, I want to see it again. I haven't seen it since I was a kid. I want to see it again. It's not on Netflix or anything. So it took us forever. And then finally, for like, I think my 23rd birthday, she got it for me. And it was great. On on Blu-ray or on, on Blu-ray. VHS? We got it on Blu-ray. Hell, man. Oh, we yeah. got it on VHS. I mean, I probably have it on VHS somewhere. Yeah. At my parents' house. I think they have, have all my Disney saves. They go, they came with that like still that big padded like VHS case too. Those Disney VHS, didn't they? Those are the best ones. Yeah. They freaking like you could probably it's so kids when they smack them around, they don't freaking break the tape inside, I guess. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably. Good point. They've got those long ends. Yeah. And then uh the Nickelodeon ones had the what the the orange tape. Orange tape. Oh dude, that was the best. Yeah. I had a I think I had a Rugrats, the Rugrats movie on uh, VHS, I think I remember in particular. <sighs> Tommy and Chucky. Oh, my boys. My, my boys? boys my boys, Tommy and Chucky. I picked up a record from my uh, like my apartment lobby like a, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and I put a picture on Instagram of it. It it looks like when I saw it, I was like, oh man, Rugrats rock the house album? Oh, God. <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. And then I look at it, I'm like, yeah, that's Tommy, Chucky, Phil. I was like, they're all there. I'm like, we got Spike. Oh, wait, that's not Sp- – wait, what? what is this? It's the weird check, – check out my Instagram for that picture. It's the weirdest, like, mind fuck, like, that record because it says Rugrats on the top. And I'm like, oh, dope, man. Yeah, that looks perfect. Like, maybe they're they're seven years old now or something. Like, oh, I don't, I oh, don't know. Um, that might be all grown up, dude. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm looking at that. Oh, what you see the... it? Rugrats rock. What the hell is this? <laughs> oh, it... it's the weirdest thing. But look who's singing. Tommy has black hair, right? We got Chucky on the on the piano yeah, with the curly orange hair. hair dude. What? <laughs> Tommy? Yeah. He, well, he was bald, I guess, but he's gonna have black hair, you know. No, he has like purple hair. Oh, I, yeah, I guess Stu had purple hair, didn't he? Yeah. Have you seen All Grown Up, man? <sighs> no, no. Oh my I don't think god. So. What I got it? I got to download that. Is this from like this is probably from like what? Uh I'll I'll pull it out. 80 this this, this album here. <laughs> it does look a bit older than the rug. Yeah, Rolling Stone was on there. Oh my god. Okay, anyway, there is a dog there too, so it's like it it fits the bill. <laughs> anyway, tangent. Big tangent. Um so yeah, that's cool, man. Mostly music, I can dig it. Yeah, but video games I here like and music. there, just some anime and anime. Oh yeah, anime. I mean, that's where yeah. I get most of my inspiration from, to be honest. For the music, yeah. Sometimes I just I take the feels I get when I watch a good show and just put it into music. Mm-hmm. So, what are your some of your favorite anime shows? Oh boy, uh, Hibike Euphonium is a is a really oh, the big sound. One. Sound Euphonium, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. That's a really cool. good one. Uh, I didn't know that was actually good. It's it, it, I, I was a band kid, so yeah. I I related to it a lot. I think me and okay. Randy bonded over that show too. So cool, man! Oh, I'm fucking, I'm definitely checking that out. Yeah. 
For sure. What like, else do you got? Oh, um, Evangelion, specifically, like, like my favorite movie of all time is End of Evangelion. So, yeah, that's just how it is. Um, that or the movie uh, Five Centimeters Per Second. Oh, I heard about that. It's a really good one. That's uh, by Makoto Shinkai. He's the one who did the movie Your Name uh, oh, like cool. two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he did, he came up with one recently. I haven't I haven't like seen anybody talking about it yet. And I still I want to go see it eventually. But when it gets to the U.S. here. So w- which one is it? I forget the name of it. I completely forget the Makoto Shinkai. What's that new freaking film by? Uh, not it's not a silent voice, right? No, a silent voice was uh that's Kyoani who made that. Um, yeah, it's a uh, Weathering with You is a new film. Oh yeah, how about Holy that shit, crazy? It has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, hey, that's good stuff, man. Oh my god, when's it coming to the U.S.? Oh well, that's why there's no consensus yet. Okay. Mm. Why don't you just watch the sub? Oh, oh, well, I just wanted to come to U.S. and see it in theaters. and like Oh, theaters? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay, I see. Be distributed cool. here. Yeah, coming to theaters early 2020, thanks. Sick. Yeah. I'll keep my eyes peeled for that. Yeah, I like anime movies. You know um, the movie Girl Who Leapt Through Time? Yes, that's a good one. I think it was one of the By, first uh, like anime movies. Satoshi Kon, is it? Is that, is that did he do that? Or no, it's Hasuda Momoro. Isn't, isn't it the same what? person who did a? Uh, you've seen Wolf Children? Yeah, Wolf Children. Is, is that no, the same person? We're gonna get person? butchered for not for not knowing this. Yeah, yeah. He also did Summer Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah it might be Momoro Hasoda. I think is his name. Let's see here. Bubble. Yeah, check out all those yeah, films Mamoru if you don't Hasoda. know him, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, Girl Who Left Through Time, and that might be one of my favorite films. That's a that's a fun one. That was a really fun one. Yeah, I um, can watch it over and over and over again. Never gets old. I have not seen Summer Wars. Ooh, um, dang! See that? Yo. I need to see that. Um, but I've seen Wolf Children, and I just wanted to call my mom afterwards. <laughs> I finished, and I was like, "Yeah, there's some mom. feels in that one." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really good too. Yeah, check check them all out. Satoshi Khan and Mamoru Hasuda. Satoshi Khan did a he did a Perfect Blue, uh, Paprika, Paprika. Yeah, uh, Paranoia Agent is a really good show too. That's a really good show. Sweet. Um, you can't get it anywhere in the U.S. You have to like basically you have to torrent it. Sadly. Pirate that shit. Yeah, I, I had somebody find like a torrent criminal and get it. And I, I was so yeah. happy because I have been meaning to nice. see it for nice. forever. So. Yeah, it's funny. Like most North Americans, their only way to access like the, the good anime, especially back in the day before Netflix and Crunchyroll mm-hmm. was like illegally. And yep. this this sub community has kind of like driven the the path for us to be able yeah. to access the stuff you had to work for a lot of it but th- there's still stuff that like you you they won't they just never get over here and it's yeah um I, what i hate is how netflix handles their anime yeah. they, they well we were talking about evangelion right well not not even that I, I i thought the the new dub was pretty good i just it pisses me off every yeah. time they say the third children 
And I'm just yeah. like, you're doing this way too literally. And it, yeah, and the whole that's... thing with Kawaru, um, they took the, the problem is they ch- kind of translated it a little. Not, Honestly, like it, the way he says he says uh, like skeetes or something like that. I think in the original, and that could be either "I love you" or "I like you," and they just chose "I like you." But I mean, it right. to show the 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 homosexual like tones are still there. Trust me. Like I I didn't I was like barely awake when I watched the show, and I'm I was like, yeah, dang, Shinji gonna get some uh, get some peen tonight. I'm just loving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> crazy so that well, that's good to know i guess but yeah, i'll never watch a dub if i can't if there's uh, if I can help it i only watch dubs in certain situations where if it's like a show that i'm like i just kind of want to watch it for a show um then yeah but most of the time i'm sub. Pass out to it i'm sub mostly i watch a lot of like currently airing stuff and i'm usually sub cool like my hero yeah, academia yeah. i cannot watch that dubbed i have to watch it sub because i think the voice acting is better in my opinion but that's just that's just me mm-hmm. so anyway but that that's an exam that's actually not the worst dub too i yeah you know the thing is, you know? i think it's because i started with the sub and then i go back to it and i'm like mm. ooh, i go to it and it just doesn't sound right to me because yeah um the only one that i i 100 i like captain all might uh, he, I, yeah i guess he's, he's funny I, I like i like the i like the, the voice the uh japanese captain all might yeah better. yeah yeah that's that's just yeah, personally me more the outlandish only, the only show that i will always a hundred percent watch dub though is dragon ball cowboy bebop well oh cowboy yeah bebop dragon too, ball is, cowboy yeah. bebop is really good because dragon ball z and super they still have the yeah. same voice actress doing goku's voice from when he was i know kid. i talked about that on a different episode actually <laughs> It's crazy. And it's, they, it, it annoys me. It's so screechy, and it makes sense when he's like a kid. It's rough, but like, yeah, when exactly. He's a, when he's a full-grown man, yeah, like no, yeah, it hurts the ears. You know, yeah, it's I just, just I can't take it. Yeah. I, it's, oh, also, freaking it's, it's Goten. A real shame, actually. Goten's voice fucking kills me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Basically, the same thing, but worse. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, yeah. Anime is great. Check out all that stuff; you'll like it. If you don't, check out some other stuff. You might like that. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes it takes a few tries. You know, you got to find the right one. Um, a lot of people yeah. say Bebop start, and I I agree that it is a good start. Um, don't start with Naruto or anything like that. Just don't. No. That is that is a daunting task you take on when you feel you're ready. Because mm-hmm. it's long. Once you once you've trained up, and you need a guide. Because if you don't, if you don't watch it without, with, if you watch it without a guide, you're going to be watching 500 episodes of stuff you didn't need to see. Yeah, that's true. All the filler and it's so bad. Whatever. I didn't even finish Shippuden. Um, they uh, yeah. There was like Sasuke and Naruto were dying on a battlefield, and this is like they're they're like a hundred episodes away. Like if they had done it like, uh, like without filler arcs, they would only be like you know 50 episodes away from finishing the show mm. and being caught up with the manga because the manga was done at this mm. point. Um, yeah and they cut midway like they're like oh they're dying and then like cuts and it goes to a filler arc and i was like nope i'm done that's it i'm bye <laughs> god damn it my wife watched it like watched ship it in like back when it was like the pain saga and stuff like that and that's when she said that she quit watching because during the mm-hmm. during the pain saga which is a really cool saga actually um at the end of the fight with between the two uh 
freaking it does a filler arc about Naruto's dad for no reason. Like they're like Pain's about to explain his reasons, and then uh oh, we're gonna do a filler arc about a race. And it's like oh thanks. Yeah, and she's like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, both of you. Eh? Yeah, we're she. I'm more weeb than she is now. Yeah, but in high school she was like more weeb than me. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's funny. Um, so. Like if we if we take it over back to your music a little bit, yeah, let's get off it. We'll get into the games a little later, maybe. Um, where exactly does it start to take shape? Like you were saying, it's a big part of your life. It always has been. Mm-hmm. Um, what bands were you into growing up? You oh know? shit! Uh, um, I mean, I've been I've been here, I've been there. Like, um, I mean, initially, I think my main influences of music was probably my dad. Um, he was a musician back in like the 80s he used to play out of course we had music in the house always Beatles were always on my parents loved the Beatles um we had Led Zeppelin and stuff like that when I was a kid um my sister was 10 years older than me so I got introduced to a lot of that um early 2000s pop through her so I listened to a lot of like Backstreet Boys in sync uh I particularly remember um I'm a Barbie girl being a really popular song in our house when she lived with us. Aqua. Yeah, Aqua. Is that who it was? Jesus. It was. And then... Uh, they also did Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones, yeah. calling Dr. Jones, Jeez. Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Uh, I also remember I'm Blue, Dabba Dee, Dabba Die, Dabba Dee, Dabba Die, Dabba Dee, Dabba Eiffel, Eiffel 85. Eiffel 65. 65. We got their name on a random name generator site. That's how you do it. That's, that was... That's how Core Aspect got their name. My God, Core Aspect. <laughs> That's great. It's true. Works sometimes. It does. But yeah, uh, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. Those. That's sweet. And That's then, sweet. Uh, they got I got older. I got. Into, I was really into Chingy and Outcast when I was like in elementary school. Like nice. Was into them. Then I got into like hard rock, like freaking like. Led Zeppelin. Uh, I got into metal from that, so I got into Metallica. I got into, then I got into death metal, which was like I got into like Winds of Plague. Um, oh fuck! I love Winds of Plague. No th- way. They're fun. Uh, they're insane. Uh, yeah. Suicide Decimate Silence. Decimate the week. Do you know that that album? Decimate the week. Decimate the week. I think maybe. Let me let me take a look here. Winds. Yeah, just open the tab. And check it out later, man. Like I may have, That's so I may cool. have already listened to it. We've got to jam out to some Winds of Plague when we get down there. Oh, is that is that an? Oh, you know what? I remember seeing that, and I was like, at that point when it came out, I think I was like switching from. Oh, the, yeah. the one I listened to a lot. Moving on. Uh, was Winds of Plague? It was a. Uh, I'm sorry. I just want to find what album it is. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna find it. I'm just gonna see some album art here, and I'll be able to find it. Albums. <laughs> just a second i'm sorry it's no different than vaporwave is oh it? the great just let me see the album cover. yeah the great stone war yeah that was the album that Came i listened a bit to later i listened to them okay. and then i got into more like screamo stuff like metalcore stuff um like attack attack asking alexandria um a day, uh, day to remember uh crabcore oh yeah i was i used to i had a band <laughs> That we used to play some some of the stuff like I used to do some of the kind of stuff the metal core influenced yeah. music when I was in high school. Stick stickly and and then uh 
I went with a friend to go see uh, Coheed and Cambria. We went to go see Coheed and Ooh. Cambria live. Slick. And uh, there was a band that opened for them called Russian Circles. You ever heard of oh, them? D- yeah, they're they're big now. Yeah, dude. they're po- the, the post metal band or whatever they call themselves. Mm-hmm. And that was like a leaping off point because from them I got into post rock really hard, basically. So Russian Circles like changed my fucking life, and I got into like a lot more cooler music and stuff. And also, all at the same time here though, I was listening to Russian Circles, um, Godspeed, and uh, Explosions in the Sky. I was also listening to like trance, like Tiesto and Robert Miles and stuff like that at the same time. Dang. So you're a busy dude. I I had like a wide spectrum and then I got into hard style on that end. And then uh Oh yeah, the the dancing the UK yeah. thing. Freaking jump style, hard style. Jump style, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried to I went to I went to an anime convention, the only anime convention I ever been to, and they had a trance thing and the DJ uh, asked if there was any requests and I said play some hard style and me and my friend tried to jump style inside of this anime convention is the cringiest moment <laughs> of my freaking life probably I'm happy there's no oh my god of it. Oh. yeah me, me Actually, too. I, would, I would laugh at it now but like oh my god yeah. it's so stupid and so cringy that's amazing oh sorry I'm just I'm taking off my pants oh <laughs> In that heat, I'm so I'm so into this conversation. Oh wow, <laughs> Ooh. But, uh, it's, it's toasty in here. From like post rock <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, uh, I mean, I found vaporwave eventually. One of my friends uh, introduced it to me, and at the time, like I was listening to mostly like kind of trancey stuff, and then post rocky stuff on the other end, and maybe a little bit of punk here and there. Um, folk punk was like a big thing around that time too, so I was listening to some of that stuff. In fact, folk punk. Yeah, like Andrew Jackson Jihad, Wingnut Dishwasher Union, stuff like that. Dang, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, Andrew Jackson Jihad is probably the best place to go, I think. Cool. Um, but listen to that. So, yeah, no, go ahead. So how how does, I'm just curious, like Vaporwave is a very electronic mm-hmm. sounding music. Like it's That's how it's created. It sounds like a lot of the music you were listening to, maybe not apart from the trance, was instrument like instrumental yeah, music. I, so what grabbed you about Vaporwave? So it sounds like you hadn't really touched anything like that before. My my trance influences made me want to get... Because I wanted to be... Um, I think since I was a kid, I wanted, uh, I wanted to play music. Because I was in bands and stuff like that, and I played music my whole life. So... Um, I had audacity. Wait, are you are you a guitarist? I'm a guitarist singer, first. Bassist? I was a guitarist okay. first. I played guitar first. I, I got my first guitar when I was ten years old, and I started. I took lessons for a year, and then after that, my dad said, "You're doing well enough on your own. Just go learn from experience." Yeah, basically. And Get out there, son. Yeah, he basically. Well, the the great thing about it was because of that. Um, I learned how to really jam really well with guitar mm. so I can pull things out of my butt when I'm playing guitar like anywhere nice because I used to jam with my dad all the time he was a bluegrass guy more than anything but I, I can I can oh. blue uh, bluegrass is fun uh the blues are really freaking easy to jam on like just so easy. they are you just one four five and then so just play a pentatonic scale but um yeah but I started guitar, that's amazing and I try to do some bands and stuff um I had a uh, one band that he had a Adobe, uh, what's it called? Adobe 
Audition? Audition. Yeah. He had Adobe Audition, and I remember us trying to record a, an album with that. And I had a, I had Audacity prior to this, and I used to record some of the stuff I would do and like do like double tracking and stuff like that and just have fun with it and just write some stuff. And he had Adobe Audition, and I thought at that point, like, man, I would love to do some actual like recording stuff, and maybe like in the future I could actually like have like a recording studio kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that'd be cool. Like if the if the rock star thing doesn't work, I could still do recordings and stuff like that. So <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I well, I was listening to Trance, and one of my friends told me about uh, FL Studio and how you can make electronic music on that. Because before that, I had a uh, I had this thing on Xbox Live. Is it like called like Easy Music or something like that? Easy Muse? I don't freaking know. And he said it's basically like that, but you can like put in your own stuff, put in your own MIDI basically into it. So I got electron. I got FL Studio, but I was still like like listening mostly to like metal music. But at the same time, mm. I was like trying to make trance music on my own. Which if you listen to my album, um, I consolidated them all to the album Lost. On my band camp? Yeah. All those songs? That's like, why there's so many different artists on that record. Hmm? Oh, no. That's, there's so many different artists only, uh, on that record. I was like, why, why is there so many different things, but mine. there's no Dan Mason here? It's all mine. Yeah, that's... But, uh, yeah, Alias is... Yeah. That was one of my questions. Um, it was a bunch of old albums of mine, but I put it I put it up. Uh, I finally like consolidated it all into one thing instead of it being like separate albums just because I thought that, that mm-hmm. was easier. Um, yeah. And... Uh, all those tracks are literally like the stuff I made back in like 2013 just slowed down because I was introduced by a friend. Nice. Um, he goes by Adblock Plus as a artist name. This is back in like 2013. He used to make noise stuff. Um, he's still mm. working on some stuff. He, he tells me about it every now and then. But uh, he introduced me to a floral shop. And I was like, wow, this is terrible. <laughs> I did not like it one bit. No, I I I still think Floral Shop is not the best vaporwave album ever. Personally. Yeah, it's kind of especially like what's out today. It's bad mm-hmm. in comparison, in my opinion. I just don't really like it. There's like two tracks on there that I'm like, yeah, those are fine, but the rest of it, like Lisa mm-hmm. Lisa Frank 420, there, not a huge fan. That's just me personally. So yeah. he introduced me to I, that. I'm picking up what you're putting down. He introduced me to that. And I said, you know what? I can do this in like 10 minutes. So I made my first album uh, just slowing down some of my old electronic stuff and putting it up on Mew and like putting it up on Bandcamp and then putting it up on Mew. And I just like, I don't want to put this underneath my real name. Uh, I'm just going to go with Dan Mason. That There you go. So that's it. That was literally where the name came from, too. I just said, Dan Mason. Okay. Did you have a friend named Dan and nope. a friend named Mason? Or? Nope. It just it, I it's a it's a really lame story. I don't it, it just I pulled it out of my ass. That's a cool story. <laughs> I just said there it is. I just cuz at the time I was still making post rock also in FL and like doing all this stuff mm. in FL and I didn't want it to be associated with me at all. So, yeah. I was just like, yeah, okay. So, but that's how I got in, I got in the vaporwave just because I had some friends that showed me that. I hated it. And then uh, I made my own album. And then the real album that got me into Vaporwave was Nightlife by Helipath and Silver Richards back in 2013. Mm-hmm. That album changed, probably changed my life. And then Blank Banshee, yeah. one, uh, zero and one. Yeah. Awesome. How much time did you spend with those records? Like, did you just loop those or did you venture out into other music quickly? 
I uh, I think I mostly loop Nightlife, and I still listen to Nightlife to today. It's probably my yeah. favorite like classic style of Vaporwave album. Dope. I think it just does so much right, and there, I took a lot of influences from that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I of course then branched out into like I got into Matt Cross, uh, eighty two ninety nine. Um, I think I I maybe flipped that around, but anyway, I got into Matt Cross. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to some Young Bay, uh, which I I now talk to Young Bay, which he's a big young baby, honestly, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But uh, yeah, I got into him, boy. and then I remember uh, Dream Catalog came out in like 2014, yeah. early 2014, and I thought at first it was just one artist, <laughs> just like releasing all shit. Which I mean, I did find out later it was one artist because I think most of the early stuff on HK, uh, it was HKE just doing some stuff. I think Inner Speaker was him. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember that album in particular. So there was that, and then. I was kind of like, eh, about it. I made a few albums here and there just like for fun, just would release them, see what people would say about them. And then in 2015, I came out with Miami Virtual and I basically became part of the scene for real because mm-hmm. I actually had people listen to it and want to buy my music for the first time. And I yeah. slowly just gave up on the post-rock stuff um, just because it wasn't really going in the same direction this is over years this is like this is like 2016 i kind of 2017 i stopped doing post-rock because i was like the uh, uh vaporwave stuff's doing better than the post-rock stuff um and i had no recording you're the, gonna spend your energy somewhere uh that's what i kind of figured i was like i just need to yeah. spend more energy here and then 2017 came around i kind of like i was like well I'm, I'm gonna spend more time working on vaporwave stuff like focusing on it and like kind of putting the other stuff to the side i want to do some crazy stuff I kind of had a mental breakdown during that time. Uh, I've released an album called At the End of Your Dream, which was me literally just, I took the keyboard. I have a MIDI keyboard. I took that and I just started playing whatever with no thought and just layered things and just did some weird stuff rhythmically and just kind of like basically calmly but yet angrily made songs. So, yeah. And then after that, I, I kind of did a restructure. I, I purged all my old stuff with Infinite Failure. And then I came back with Void. And that's when we get into my current era mm-hmm. of paper tunes. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I, that's I, a I, long I story. To, I didn't mean to go like crazy with this. No, we, we good. Okay. If I can remember everything. So, a couple questions. Mm-hmm. You said you didn't really like Floral Shop. Nope. So why did you want to make your own? Because I thought it it sounded so easy to make that I could. Do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was I was it out of spite. I was uh yeah basically out of spite. I was I was like eighteen or something like that at the time seventeen eighteen at the time, mm-hmm. and I was like getting out of high school and I thought I was you know I, I'm a senior in like high school and I'm like oh I'm a big cheese I'm like oh, I can I can do that. Mm-hmm. I'm as smart as I'm ever gonna be. Yeah. No, you're a dumbass kid. <laughs> That's what <I> mean. <laughs> like, dumbass. Little did he know. So what? Little did little, yeah. <laughs> little did he know. Little did uh, 12-year-old me know. I mean, not 12-year-old. Yeah. Uh, 18-year-old me know. Oh, that's going to be your job now. So, I was like... And then reality set in for that young boy. Yeah, he's like, oh, crap. I am doing this for a job now. Crazy. <laughs> so what what music was that that you first released and you put up there? That wasn't uh, Gokoro and Ghost Enterprise, Mm-mm. was it? No, 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 no. 
Ghost, so Hunter, Ghost Enterprise stuff. is like, so I kind of like, like I said, I had to do a restructure, um, just because it was I didn't really like some of my old albums. I really still don't like them that much. I mean, there's some good stuff in there, but the first album, if you go to the album Lost, it's in the section where it says "Slow Down" at the front of it. That was the name of the first album, and I took yeah. it. I took it pretty literally. What Vaporwave is? Slow down. <laughs> <laughs> So I just slowed down some of my old electronic songs, put them up there, and I actually had people like looking at them, like on Mew. And mm-hmm. I had like 50 downloads, I think, in the first day, and I, and I never hit that until like freaking uh, Miami Virtual came out. So <laughs> I was like, "Oh wow!" It's funny how it works like that. Is eh? the random downloads yeah. you get from places can't explain it. I got a bunch of downloads, so I was like, "Oh, I gotta make more stuff." So I made an album called VVV. And uh, yeah, you cut out there a little bit. What was it? Was it was called the 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 end. Really freaking stupid name, and I regret it. <laughs> um, and I released it literally a week later, and it was just more stuff slowed down, mm-hmm. and it got no downloads. Of your your stuff, yeah, yeah, no downloads. So no downloads. Yeah, I, I didn't even start. Damn it. I don't think I started sampling until late 2013. Yeah. So at this point, it was all mostly like original work. Mm-hmm. Um, my first one, cool, cool. yeah, my first one is uh, under Ghost Enterprise, my first sample album that I didn't delete okay. a long time ago. And trust me, uh, I, I released those tracks elsewhere, so it's not like those tracks are gone. Um, it's gonna, it's called uh, what is it? Cassette Ecstasy is the name of the album. Okay, it's, yeah, it's on, oh yeah, yeah, it's on the Ghost Enterprise. It's the one with the the uh, the girl with the phone. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, the first song I ever sampled cell phone. was, uh, was it the... yeah, it's the second track on there is my first sample track ever. And then I made the rest of the album around. So. But anyway, yeah, yeah. True. Yo, that album, Loveless City. Yeah, the uh, the beta version of uh, Miami Virtual, I call it. Dude, I fucking love that record. Thanks, man. Seriously. It's literally That's dope, dope shit. Literally that and uh, Miami Virtual, I, I call them like. I, I know I took them down. I took uh, Loveless City off and put it on the Ghost Enterprise. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they're like they're basically I call them like brother sister albums. Okay. Uh, just because makes sense. Just because literally one of them they have the same tracks on them. It's just one has like different tracks in a different order. Uh, Loveless City was supposed to be like my first attempt at like a concept album. Um, sort of, kind of. Mm. I just never made it like public. I just, it's supposed to be like someone who goes out to party for the night. Um, and then like gets caught cheating on somebody okay. and the relationship falls apart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not based on anything real. Just, no. it was just kind of how the album felt when I put it together. Okay. Just cause on the other one you're talking about, you're getting your feels out, pumping that shit out. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. At the end of your dream was like, so- literally I was just angry and just like frustrated mm-hmm. <laughs> and I made it weird ambient album yeah that's so funny how you're just like hey fuck that i'm gonna make my own yeah and now now you've made what is it seven records oh maybe more more than that if you're counting yeah uh i think at one point it was before i can deconsolidated it i think it was like 27 under dan mason under dan mason let me i can count it real quick actually one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine, 
Yeah, maybe it's like 19. 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. I've released 29 albums. Uh, 28 under Dan Mason. Oh, uh, no, uh, minus the Ayo Kikaharos. Uh, so 26 right. under Dan Mason. Jeez. Um, and I mean, crazy. Anime Dream Project isn't technically Dan Mason, New Age Emotion, and whatever. I don't give a shit. But I mean, I've released 29 albums since then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess I just. Yeah. Those are the ones that are important. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. I'm going to be real with you. If it doesn't have a physical, um, it, it usually means that it, it, it wasn't like super well received or it just. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like Sunbleached never had a physical. And I could go back to that album and I go like, what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> uh, I think Memory is one that I, I, I don't remember. Wait, didn't it have a tape? Did Memory have a tape? No, Sunbleached. Sunbleached didn't have it. Did it? Oh, it did have a tape. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was it does. through uh, New, New World. World. Yeah, through that yeah. box. I told him that was the only way that we were going to do it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I didn't really care at the time. It took forever to get it. Didn't, I don't remember if Memory had a tape. Because memory is my favorite of my sample-based ones that I made. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it did. I don't know. Um, Discog says no. Yeah, it didn't. Discog. I think it was supposed truth. to have a tape of it, but it just never happened. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah, maybe one day. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, cool, man. That's a great. That's a great story. I, I, and now you're. So why? Why? Why do you like vaporwave? Like, why do you keep making it? And, uh-huh. Apart, think, apart from it being well received, I think it's the lo-fi. I really like it. Um, a lot of mm. the kind of I, I know it, it. I try to kind of do it in my music, um, but I just there's something about it. Like it, it introduced me to a lot of music too. Like it got me into like New Edition, Boys to Men, a lot of smooth jazz. I got really into because of it. Um, but it uh, there's I mean there's like I mean there's like still albums I like. I mean of course I like Iconic Bitch, which is a fantastic album. I've listened to some Echo shout Droid. Out Randy. He's, yeah, shout out to Randy. Uh, I listened to some Echo Droid. Uh, if, I can, if I can have a list here. A list. But there's, there's, I think it's just like something about the texture of it all, like how it sounds sonically. I just mm-hmm. love it. Um, I mean, like yeah. how like freaking George Clanton stuff sounds, the Esprit stuff sounds. Uh, I, even like the MIDI side of things with like New Dreams Limited. I, yeah. I love New Dreams Limited. That's like one of my oh, that's my too. favorite Vectroid release. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just I don't know. I mean that's I mean that release inspired Electric Elevator. Um Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I try to do my own <laughs> MIDI jam. Yeah. So that's cool, man. So why did you like you at first you made it sort of out of spite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you said you like the lo-fi feeling, but why did you, you know, you're not just sampling lo-fi stuff and then making tracks, you know, you're singing, you do a lot of original instrumentation, whether it's the VSTs or not. Mm-hmm. You know, what, like when, I guess you're like, okay, I'm going to take my rock and guitar experience and bring it to the table or, and then what about your voice as well? Sort of. Um, I'm always been, I've also like, I, I forgot to mention I'm, I was used to be really into emo. I listened to like a lot of shit. Um, I was used to be really <laughs> into emo. Um, my sister. What is what is emo? Uh, I mean like uh, currently you need like Midwest emo kind of stuff. Like 
like okay. American so football like style. Uh, there's a couple other bands. Oh, there's a band called Pen Pal. I highly recommend a band called Pen Pal. Their song Aviary, fantastic. Oh my god, I I found this album like 2014. I didn't listen to it for like three years, and I finally sat down and listened to it. And I'm like, this is amazing. Um, but there, uh, I'm looking it up. Yeah, Pen Pal Aviary, amazing song. Um, but uh. But yeah, I, I listened to like a lot of emo stuff. I listened to like a, that R and B stuff, and I just kind of wanted to make my own. I think what it was is I got tired um, sampling. I got kind of tired of it. I kind of not so much like I don't like sampling. I still love sampling, and I'll I'll join 3D Blast on his uh, uh, free sample Fridays, and I'll step in. and I'll do a sample real quick. It mm-hmm. was um, mostly I just got tired of not being able to control every single instrument when I sampled I wanted to be able yeah. to put like I want to be like oh damn there's this guitar here and I don't want it here but I can't take it mm. out so I'm gonna have to like play with it in a weird way and which in some ways you know your limitations kind of cause creativity exactly for sure but um I just got kind of tired of that and also it was I felt it was time to kind of future proof myself um because mm. interesting sampling while it is fun and I love it and I respect a lot of people and it is probably one of the most creative forms of music that is out there sadly it is not something that um you can try to make a living out of in some ways you know what i mean and i've Mm. always wanted music to be my job sometimes so i started with void and did hypnagogia and i decided i'm gonna do 99 percent no samples and the samples that i do choose are going to be like drum samples and Mm-hmm. can be basically untraceable where they come from yeah. so i won't get in trouble and it was because i just don't want to get sued because i i looked into it a little bit more and i hate i hate to be like this but i looked into it more and like they can like really really get you when they get you and i know people who have been hit and a lot of times they just do a the a cease and desist but sometimes they don't mm. so interesting and also recently i think that's what happened with haircuts for men yeah they had a i think they had a cnd yeah and he was just like okay because he's back now right he's back but he's doing um, shit again sort of he obviously can't like do anything with us and that's the other thing like miami virtual is my most popular track my most popular album and the shitty part about that album i love that album it is the album that changed my life um shitty part about it is i can't do anything with it there's like I can't like do a lot of stuff with it because I you can't even give it away to people to use in their videos. Yeah, I know, and I I don't even like doing you that know. anymore. <laughs> yeah, because I'm afraid they're gonna like get copyright striked, and then I'm gonna get yeah, yelled at. That's exactly. And I'm just like exactly. I don't want to do that yeah. anymore. And so I've been like telling people like recently like Hey, if you want to use myself in a video, when they come to ask me about it, like if they just take it and go for it, I don't care. Um, but if they come and ask me about it, I say. I am just letting you know I don't have any control over a copyright strike for these albums. So mm-hmm. use a caution. And uh, yeah. Miami Virtual will eventually one day probably hurt me. So <laughs> I'm, that's, that's the only thing about that album. I love that album. I think it is probably some of my best. It is up there with some of my best Vaporwave work. I just I can't do anything with it. Just yeah. uh, I have one more thing that I'm going to do with it. And then after that, I'm going to be starting to cut some stuff. There's t- Oh. Yeah. 
I read you. Well, at a certain point, you have to say, okay, well, you know what? I I, need, I want to go 100% legitimate because, like, your shit's on Spotify now, mm-hmm. you know? Scary, right? Yeah, and uh, what I want to do is maybe the, I want to get it, like, cleared. Yeah. But it's expensive. Exactly. So I have to start doing this other stuff that I don't have to worry about hurting me, and then I can get that clear. I have a list of albums that I know mm. for sure that I want to get these samples cleared so that I can take them with me in the future. Um, that's crazy, man. If you look at who sample.com, it's just like you got, you sampled a lot of stuff. Oh yeah, I know it'll be expensive and I will not make any money off of it. Yeah. In fact, I don't, I don't even care if I don't make money. Just, I want that. The thing is at the end of the day, what I really want is these albums to be available to people. There's a lot of people who like that album, who like a lot of my albums and I want them to be able to still get them. So I don't want to lose them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I get a C and D, I'm gonna try my best to like. I'm gonna tell somebody, "Hey, upload it somewhere." Uh, I'll have to cut that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll check in with our quality control department, yeah. and, and we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. No, I haven't been C and D or anything. So. I'm kidding. Yeah. Now they'll listen back, and they'll be like, "He said it. If, he was aware of it." If this is to the masses. Uh, if I if these albums disappear uh, off my band camp, upload them. I don't give a crap. Make them live. Yeah, make them live somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Okay? I might get in trouble Preserve. for that in the future, but I don't want to lose these things. At all costs. Preserve the vapor. I have, I have found albums that have been lost to time. The, there's a cri- Christmas record, contemporary tapes, and I can't find it anywhere because they got taken down because you know what happened with contemporary tapes. Uh, for those who don't, he took everybody's money and ran off. Yeah, sounds. And took all the albums with him. Heard that story. Yeah. Yeah. Ten out of ten. I remember. I I, I remember that. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. It oh was a uh, kind of a big deal. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it sucked for a lot of people. Yeah. No, I bet it did. But yeah, it's so we got to preserve that stuff. And like I met when haircuts for for men got the CND, I saw a post on Reddit that went right up. It was like, does anybody have all the music? Anybody? Yeah. And then someone had a mega link or something. I forget. That's but. that's kind of what I want. Is after I have a yeah. friend who down who downloads all my stuff and he does all the mega link stuff. Mm-hmm. So if my stuff ever goes down, we'll we'll have something. Yeah. Shout out to your boy. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to Adblock Plus. You my boy. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's that's dope. So how do you decide, yeah, you were talking about anime a bit as incorporating those themes to your mm-hmm. into your projects, but how do you come up with a theme for yourself, like an all-encompassing like Miami Virtual is clearly like, you know, 80s to the max, mm-hmm. like Miami 80s to the max. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what about Void or some of the other so records? I usually make the music first. It, it kind of like reflects what I'm feeling on the inside already, basically. So when okay. I listen to like an anime or like watch an anime or something, it puts a feeling in me. It kind of, and this will just happen even when I'm not watching an anime and I'm just wanting to make some music. I, I get a feeling in me and then I just sit down and I doodle for a bit. Basically I kind of just noodle around, play around. Mm-hmm. Um, and back in the old days I would find a sample. Um, but nowadays it's, I get the keyboard out and just play around and then when I play a chord progression that I really like, I make that. And then once I have all the songs like instrumentally together, I started to think like, 
what do these songs, how do these songs work with each other? And then if I need to add in more tracks to make them more cohesive with each other, I'll do that or cut tracks when they don't feel cohesive with each other. Like this, the one I'm working on now, which we're a long way from this thing being released. Um, but uh, the one I'm working on now, I actually had to restart and I only kept two and a half tracks from the original lineup because it just wasn't Ooh. gelling together. Yeah. Two and a half. One, That's a one, lot. Yeah. So I went from having 10 tracks to two and a half. Basically what I mean is like one track I kind of redid and then yeah. I replaced them with all other stuff that I think is 10 times better. And it nice. works cohesively now as an album. And that's when I start to like put on the faux vocals. And when I get to the full vocals, like, so I make it work as an album first, get the vocals on, like the fake vocals. Like, you know, like I'll just be singing like, eh, the pizza time here or something like that. You know, the really like nonsensical yeah. lyrics. La, 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 you can actually, la, la. Uh, um, I think Kanye West does that style. Um, and uh, I think George Clanton even does that style where you do like the demo vocals basically. Yeah. Um, and then from there, I kind of try to take how it all feels and then try to make it like have something in common with each other. Like when I make Hypnagogia, I kind of had an idea while I was making the instrumental portion. Like I think I was like, I think I know what I want this album to be about. And I, I just kind of put it all in there and it, it kind of worked out at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, and then like with Miami virtual, it was just kind of like a feeling choice. I think, I just I was like I like I was feeling these kind of songs at the time, so that's what I sampled, and it just kind of worked. And I was like, this feels like Miami, um, especially when Vito came to me and was like, "Hey, I want you to be on the Florida label," because he was what he told me it was. It was a label about Florida. And I was like, "Yeah, hmm, Miami, uh, Miami Virtual sounds cool," because I was really into Echo Virtual at the time. I was like, "Miami mm-hmm. Virtual," so sounds tight. I'm there. Yeah. Uh, DMT Tapes, uh, Vito is who uh, was just mentioned. Mm-hmm. The label's in Florida, if you guys don't know. Just a bit of information for our listeners. If you don't know DMT Tapes, Pad Chennington just put out a really solid video, 20-minute video, really good video, on the history of that label and uh, Vito and his project. So definitely check that out. It's some amazing stuff if you want to learn about the history of Vaporwave and... Um, yeah, he's had basically everybody on that label at this point. Everybody right? who's like, <laughs> who's done anything in the scene, like most people have been on that label. I'm pretty sure like 90% yeah. of the people who are like doing anything in the scene and people who aren't in the scene anymore, uh, RIP Dante Mars uh, Heto, I don't know where you've been. I miss you. We miss you. Miss you, Dante. Come back. Come back. But uh, most people have been on his label at some point or another. Yeah. Whether it was a collab or an alias or something. Because even HKE has been on there. Uh, Oscar yeah. has been on there. I don't like to talk about Oscar, but Oscar has been on there. Yeah, Vito's the best. I Is he going to Electronicon? I don't think he is. Ooh, dang. I don't think so. I don't think he could make it. Uh, ah, shit, boss. Yeah. I'm trying to do an interview with him. We had to postpone it a few times. and I want to talk to him again. Now. I haven't talked to him since... Uh, Back when I had freaking Skype, so freaking like oh wow three years ago maybe yeah that's a long time dang man yeah oh I wish she was coming it'd be great to get the whole crew together the 3D Blast Cast crew yeah man I want to get that whole is, crew together oh that's... do you know is Fancy Deluxe gonna be there is he I still don't, like kicking around the scene I don't remember mm. I'm gonna be real with you yeah uh, <laughs> the only people I I know I miss him from the from the 
3D cast scene is like Wizard of Loneliness. I think it's going to be there. I think some of the um, Lost Angle boys are going to be there. Yeah, but I think both of them. Both of them good. Oh, wait. No, think, I think Sterling said he he was going and then he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He might have. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't remember. I know. Ticket, I think maybe. Josh is coming. Yes. That's all I can Josh, think of at the top of my head right now. Um, mm-hmm. I think Icy is going. Oh, yeah? Sweet. I, I think he is. I think him and Randy are coming. Nice. I might be wrong, though. Yeah, I might. That might be cool. fantasy deluxe. He's coming. With. I know he's coming with somebody who lives around him. Yeah, so. yeah. We'll figure it out. So um, while you were talking there about your your music, mm-hmm. I was just wondering, like, how did you transform and improve your craft over the, your various records and you know singles, projects, um, collabs? Just hold on one second, actually. Let me say, you have a lot of collabs. I do? That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> or not 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 collabs, sorry. Uh, you're on a lot of comps. Oh, yeah. I, I have a, I, that's mostly because I make so much music that doesn't get released, and sometimes there's just tracks that don't fit in anything that I'm putting together, and I just, when someone mm-hmm. says, hey, I have a compilation coming up, I'm like, here, have this track. I have nothing I'm able to do with it. Oh yeah, <laughs> like it's not a bad track. Handy. It's just like it doesn't fit with any of my other albums. So here you go, and then I'll give it to so, him, and I'll fucking regret it later. Would an example <laughs> like I'm like, damn, it works with this other album. Crap. Yeah. Would an example of that be uh, some of the songs you took off the record? You said where you had ten songs, and then you took it down to two. You do you keep those songs? Or I you just have trash them. them. They're in my computer, and I might have plans of them. For like something cool. like either B sides or something, or not 100 percent sure, or just another Infinite Failure situation because Infinite Failure was just a bunch of tracks that uh were they were those tracks where it's like I have no albums for these, let's just release them, let's just get them out of here, let's clear everything out, and then mm-hmm. I can do some stuff on my computer and like prepare to change styles and stuff. Yeah. So. Okay. Um. Oh crap! I forgot my question. Oh yeah, so we yeah we were talking about how you decided on a theme. Yes, for your uh, for your records. Yeah, so like summer love, uh, you know, where'd that come from? Summer love. Um, well, you have to start with summertime EP for that one. Oh, touche, touche. Uh, I made uh I made Miami virtual, and then I made Sunbleached. Um, and at the time I was starting to actually that was like when I first started actually getting people to like my music and actually like say, Hey, that's some good stuff, you know? And mm-hmm. I wanted to branch out a little bit. I actually, um, and this leads to that ghost enterprise thing. Ghost enterprise was a, the name that was going to be for my future funk project back in oh. 2015 when I was starting really? to work on it. And I actually sent Vito like secretly that, um, I was like, Hey, here's some tracks. I'm ghost enterprise. Here's a track. Do you want to, you want to do this on your label? And, and uh, eventually, I thought to myself, and I, I mean, I've done this several times, where I make an uh, an alias, and I go, "Oh, this is too much work to do two aliases." And that's what I thought. And I was like, "Screw it!" I just told you, like, "Hey, it's it is actually some <laughs> let's uh, yeah, you want you want this?" And then uh, DMT tapes crashed. That was when the the big like thing fell apart the first time. And then uh, I went. To, they had messaged me recently about um the song midnight or whatever midnight and they yeah it's it's off of it's the first track on summertime 
And I was like, okay. I was like, okay, well, since the things fell through with uh, Vito, um, I'll send this EP over to you. And basically, the the whole theme of it was, it's summertime. When I made it, it was summertime. Uh, when it was done, it was summertime, basically. But we didn't get it out until like I think late summer. Mm. Um, but it was like it's summertime. It's future funk because at the time I was like, let me try to expand into future funk. Let me try some of this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, just it just felt right. It's one of those things where like I made the album and it just felt right. It was like summertime. That's what I'm feeling when I play this album. And I just kind of kept that theme going. Yeah, it's an amazing record. Did you do the artwork for the first and for summertime and summer love? I that would be John Zobelli of Business Casual did the artwork. Oh, shout out to John Zobelli! That is some good artwork. He is a good boy. He's he's a good. I, lo- boy. I love you, Mister Zobelli. <laughs> he also is a big change in my life. He in, he increased my audience from like because DMT was booming at that time. But he increased yeah. my audience like tenfold, basically. For sure, that's how I found you. Mm-hmm. This is kind of uh, a great label. Summer Love came out. Summer Love, yeah, yeah, it was the, one of the best. I love, I love business. One Canada. of the best. They have a lot of. We just, uh, we just had an interview with John last episode. Really? Yeah, I think I saw that posted. So let's talk about your set at Electronicon a little okay. bit. Um, do you, like, how much time do you have? I have forty minutes. Um, Ooh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's a that's a, about an average length. Usually, most sets that I've done in the past are you know forty to an hour, kind of in length. Mm-hmm. It's average for me. So, um, forty, mm-hmm. forty minutes. Um, I think I have ten songs. I'm gonna play. Um, sick. I'm doing mostly the newer stuff, but there will be some mm. old stuff on there, um, including a Miami Virtual track and a Okigahara track on there. Just because, oh sweet, it worked. It was great. I was doing like the mix for it and stuff like that, like starting to like throw songs together because it's it's kind of like a DJ set in the sense that like the songs will try to go seamlessly into each other. But I'm a terrible DJ. I'm letting you know. But um, it's kind of like that, and the songs will go seamlessly into each other, and I can kind of trigger portions of the songs and let them go as long as I want, which is a lot of fun. Because then if I want to like do the chorus another time, I can just do the chorus another time. Yeah. So, um, and the great thing about it, it's kind of like, a, basically cool. it's a modular kind of set, so I can tweak it really easily. And that's how I made that purposefully. So I can just be like, Oh, if I want to make this song go into that song, then I just got to do a little thing here and then it'll work. So damn. And I, that's what, that's tight. Yeah. I, I was, ha- I'm really happy with how it came out. It's a little like cluttered on the launch pad, but it's yeah, but it's going to be mostly my vocal songs and I have one cover song in there so cool but um it's very exciting i think it'll be fun and with the with the voice pedal it i feel like it does like a close enough job to what it sounds like on the album my voice wise yeah um i did i did have to change kind of those i changed the speed and the pitch of it to make it feel a bit more lively for a because i find when you have slower songs well they're nice live i feel like just having a little bit more tempo a little bit more driving force Mm -hmm. on them helps them out a little bit yeah Dude, this is gonna be so fucking sick, man! Man, oh, I can't wait. God damn! I'm excited for it. I think I got my set think, pre down, and I got my. I think this episode comes out on Friday. Oh, the day of? So, the day before? Oh, the day before. Yeah, sorry. 
Oh, I don't want to show up. So, to, don't want to show up to freaking elsewhere Friday night. Like I'm here. <laughs> where is everybody? Where is everybody? Small crowd. Yeah, small crowd. Wow. Actually, Friday night's probably packed. So, I guess te- technically, we'll find out tomorrow. Yay! <laughs> Ooh, no, that sounds really cool, man. To hear to see you do vocals and, uh, you know, your live set sort of thing yeah i want I th- very cool i saw that like saint pepsi is doing two sets which i'm assuming he's gonna do skylar spence one set and then do saint pepsi the second set and i kind of mm. wish i knew that was an option um and i might talk to clanton about it for like for future events if he if he does any future events mm-hmm. um cool and like just see if i can do that because then i can do like a the sample based stuff like the future funk and stuff all in one set and then do my uh void hypnagogia stuff in the other mm-hmm. set and then you know get the best of both worlds kind of thing yeah for sure i want to in the future yeah, like, sure. do like a tour yeah. where i do like all of it <laughs> but yeah, I would both be summertime so, albums or something like just like i wanted to do a tour where i have both the band that i'm working with now be like the opener um and then it would go into like some maybe like uh summertime stuff and then i go into my hypnagogia stuff it'd be like fucking five hours of work and i would be exhausted by the end of the first set so i i'm like <laughs> debating like whether or not that's even worth it mm-hmm. so have a quick snack in between yeah. a little nap just have somebody else like play for just like at least one set but it, I want that in the future, but it, it probably it probably won't happen. Just n- not because like logistics wise, just because like I will freaking want to die by the end of the night. <laughs> so yeah, well, you should uh, message the uh, the guys from Essential. You know Dane and actually, do you know Dane? No, I don't. Okay, I'll hook you up with Dane because he put on Essential One. And Essential 2 just got announced, and it's like 10 or 12 future funk artists, and it's going to be in Toronto. Oh, I saw that. I saw that. I saw that. I know. Yeah. yeah. So it's this, it's number two, and it's going to be fucking sick, yeah. and you could play all your future funk shit, because <laughs> people would die for that. Yeah, man. Yeah, no pressure. Uh, sure. I, I, I have an inside scoop about, you know, some a certain DJ at the after party will play some of my future funk. Ooh. Yeah, he told spicy. me. Spicy. And I may spicy also make an appearance during his set. Cool. Just uh, uh there's going to be so many little d- d- gems and easter eggs and just Let's just say it'll it, be iconic. Ayo. <laughs> I like that. Man, it's going to be so like like I was saying before, like we were saying, you know, all the anxiety and stress mm-hmm. getting there. Once we get there, we're going to be like once we switch into that mode of like riding the, riding the vapor, absolutely, um, it's gonna end so quickly. It'll be over before we want it. No to one's be. gonna want to leave. Like Sunday, yeah, Sunday will just be there, and we'll be like, oh, it's gone. Yeah, and everyone goes back home, and <sighs> well, at least we got to we got to be there. Yeah, for real. Honestly, I'm thinking this is like so. To me, there, there, there's been waves of vapor wave, waves of vapor. Um, the first wave is, you know, like floral shop and um, surfing and all the pre stuff, 
pre D pre dream catalog. Second wave is dream catalog DMT tapes time. Um, with freaking business casual kind of bridging the gap between the two in there. And then I feel like we're about to hit waterfront. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then, uh, I feel like we're about to hit the third wave, man. Like uh, this year I've noticed a big boost in popularity of the genre. Like I felt like 2017, late 2016, I know that's when you got into it, but I feel like some of those years have been kind of like not as big. Well, 2016 was pretty good, but 2017 was kind of, I don't know, at least for me, it was kind of, eh, not really much growth in the, in the scene. Yeah. And and the whole floral shop thing. And early 2018 was kind of like, like kind of even 2018 was kind of like that. Yeah. Just kind of like, eh, just not really not happening, but I feel like this year, um, it's going to be a big year for vaporwave and, and, Mm-hmm. to see what comes next year is going to be insane yeah yeah who knows what's going to happen man things that no one can even dream of yeah for real i mean I, well, some people have to dream i have some inside this. scoops of things and it's just like the things that are happening is crazy god damn oh my god i'm so <laughs> this is a great genre man oh yeah best genre it's the future it's the future yeah, it's of life. Funk. Mm-hmm. It's all of it's and what's great is like it's the community's great, the aesthetic's great, but for me, like sometimes you know, I this shit is a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. What I what I do with my all my writing and the website and the the podcasts and fucking everything. Mm-hmm. And and then Vaporwave and sometimes I'm just like oh, I'm kinda tired. I don't really want to do this anymore, you know, not seriously, but then I'll put on some vaporwave, like some hard slush mm-hmm. boy. And just like, I'm just like, Oh yeah, this is why you remember. I remember. I, like I feel it deep. I get like that a lot yeah. where I'm like, I'm like, Dude, and I, I spent what... so much money on physicals. It's just like, why God, I, uh, I'll, I'll be like, dang, I don't, I don't know if I want to keep making this style anymore. And, and then I'll like sit down and I'll listen to some stuff, either stuff I'm working on or stuff that other people have put out. And I go like, hell yeah, this is going to be fucking slick. So like, yeah. I need to keep working <laughs> on this shit. So yeah, it man. gets stressful sometimes, you know, and you're just like, you just want to, yeah. you want to get it. It's going to be, dude, it's going to be fresh, man. It's, it's all going to be fresh. It's going to be nice and crescent fresh. Um, mm, right out of the oven, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you uh, most excited for at the show? Oh, man, just getting to see everybody. I think really just getting to yeah. see that many people coming out for Vaporwave and just to meet a lot of faces and like people who I've talked to before. And I'm just really excited just for the community aspect of it all. Like, mm-hmm. not even like the, the the performances. Well, I am excited for some. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see some because I'm going to have to run my own merch table. So I might have to be working the whole time. Unless that shit sells out fast. Oh, wink, wink. Everybody buy my stuff really fast so I can go see some shit. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I mean, Randy told me that 3D Blast said he would help me out with some of it. He said he would run my merch table because he's. I want to see the George okay. Clanton set for sure. Yeah. And he said he would run my merch table the internet set because he's seen the George Clanton set before. Mm-hmm. Pass. so that was nice of them okay but um uh but yeah i'm really just mostly excited just for the community aspect just to see all these people and like even like for the tape swap thing that's happening the day before i'm excited to just even go there and just get to meet a lot of people and it's gonna be cool 
It's going to be just a really cool event. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People, if you haven't noticed or if you haven't seen, the venue for the tape swap has changed. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, you did? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's not at the... It's not at that first coffee sh- coffee shop. It's now, um, what is it called? Here, let me check. It's called. It's at where the fuck? Uh, it doesn't say. It just says the address now. Hmm. Okay. Um, meantime Co. Meantime M E A N time meantime one word Co. Meantime Co. Meantime Co, uh, 95 St. Nicholas Avenue. Just uh, just go on Facebook and type tape swap. That seems to work for me. Prefest tape swap and chill. Hosted by Basement Labs. If you're looking for the address. Oh, oh that's... Meantime Co. That's, that's like, I think right by where... That's like within like a few blocks of where I'm like freaking staying, so that helps. Oh, sick. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Lucky. I'm just going to walk on down there. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to take Hope a cab. It... Yeah, I know. That's sweet. It's, I think it's like right down the street from freaking elsewhere, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I think it's closer, yeah. It's like right there. The other one was kind of far. I think it was like 30 minutes away. I'm trying to find it elsewhere. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. So the thing is, it's on Johnson and freaking Flushing almost. I don't know. Cypress. Yeah, you know what? Let's Let's look up the directions here. I want to find out. Elsewhere is Johnston Avenue, I suppose. It's Johnston, yeah. Um, yeah, one, two, three, four, five. It's about five, five or six blocks. Let's walk it. But I don't Let's... know how big a block is in New York. That's but walkable. it looks pretty close. These, these aren't. These aren't, I don't, these aren't. That's dope. These aren't like Manhattan blocks. Yeah. Or anything. That's real close. Seven minute walk. Sweet, and we got some cool rotisserie bars and shit on the way. Hell yeah. R- rookery bar, cocktails. That, yeah, anyway. It'll be a good time. Yeah, it's going to be good. It'll be a good time. Very excited. There's a Chinese food place right by elsewhere, too. Bling it. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to. There's one place I really want to go to Champion Pizza. I think Champion's I heard about Pizza. Pizza. I think they're famous for the one, $1 slice. Yeah. And it's supposed to be fucking rad. I gotta get some. So, I gotta get some za on there. That, that's, I'm gonna get all the za. Yeah, because I have. Sure. I have a lot of places. Pastrami sandwich. I have a lot of places by me. That's like, oh yeah, um, New York style pizza. I mean, a lot of the people that live in my neck of the woods, they are from like New York City and stuff like that in New York. Mm-hmm. So, I think it's like semi authentic. But from what I understand, like when you're actually like in the city, it, there's just nothing beats it. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna be excited to try out some New York pizza. I was also warned not to really eat much of the street vendor food, but yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. For some reason, good to know. I, I'm, I'm I still don't have a street vendor euro, but find one. <laughs> be careful, kids. Careful out there, kids. You don't know how long long that lamb has been on that. Road. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Old, old, uh, old meat and shit. Mm. Yeah. Um. So you were talking about you. You got into Fruity Loops. You started to figure that shit out. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we talk about? Can, can you talk about your production process a little more? Like, you know, how you do your production and um, 
I, you know, it's one of my questions earlier, sort of like how you got better. I got uh, how you perfected your craft. I I I got better by um, I went to Valencia Community College and I actually have a degree in sound technology. A degree in, in what? Sorry, you cut out. I, a degree in sound technology. Ooh, um, fancy. Yeah, it basically means I have a degree and I know how to operate a board. <laughs> So it doesn't. It, there's not really many jobs for it, except for right. Um, and maybe like being a uh, engineer at a uh, like a live venue or in a recording studio. Yeah, but, uh, like audio visual stuff. I didn't do full sale because full sale was freaking eight times the price, and I was like, no, thank you. And it's unaccredited apparently. That's what I've told. But anyway, um, so I went to a community college, got that, so I I technically have a degree. I am college educated. Um, I learned a lot just by doing. They had a lot of equipment there, and I was really—I didn't learn so much from the actual like teachers, kind of like explaining. I mean, like the only thing that like really was helpful was like they gave a really great explanation of how compressors work. But other than that, like it was just laid on me. It was just well, how compressors work. <laughs> uh, sure, I, I know a little bit, but that sounds like an interesting story. It's, I mean, it's it's. It's really just you have a threshold. When the uh, audio hits that threshold, which is what you adjust, you adjust your threshold. The audio hits the threshold, and then it causes an attenuator. It basically attenuates the sound. So compressors actually don't like compress the sound like a normal sense. They actually turn sound quieter, and then you just boost it with a gain knob. So it hits the threshold. Um, the attack is how long it takes for it to fully attenuate. The release is how long it takes for the attenuation to come back, like to not be attenuated anymore. And then your ratio is at what ratio do you want the attenuation to happen? Um, and then your gain. So that's like how many times? No, it's like uh, how, how attenuated you want it to be, basically. So you want to go with like three to one? Three to one, that would mean that uh, you put something at like, it like makes it like, kind of like a third as loud or something like that it's yeah and you gotta hit that auto makeup yeah well you don't have to hit the auto makeup you just hit the gain. just turn <laughs> the gain up it'll freaking i mean yeah i guess you could it just basically adjusts the gain for you yeah yeah so is minus 22.4 a good threshold yeah i guess i mean it depends on how loud your audio um, some people like to mm. get it to where it... Because I just keep it at that for every podcast I do. Oh, okay. So, yeah, it's been working. Uh, for Let's a podcast, I would personally... I mean, yeah, a, a little bit of compression helps, but maybe just a limiter um, just to make sure nothing peaks. But honestly, yeah, some compression. Oh, what's your I'm ratio? Sometimes. What's your I, ratio? I should use a limiter. What ratio? Three to one. Three to one? That's fine. Yeah, that's good. It's not harsh. It's not a brick wall. My wetness is plus one. Your wetness is plus one. You have a wet dry on your on your yeah. compressor, so you have a, yeah. you're doing basically something called. Um, oh yeah, I want to learn about the wet dry uh, NY compression. So you're wet if you're 100 percent wet. That means that it's um, all it's it's just what the basically the feed from the compressor. Um, there's a type of compression called New York compression or parallel compression where you can um, have the compressor be on a wet-dry kind of thing. So it, I use it in my mastering because it just sounds really good, and you can kind of get a, a nice kind of 
compression on it to where it's louder, but it's not like, oh my god, heavily compressed. So it, yeah, I mean, I there's there's people who explain, but yeah, your wet dry is just whether the compressor is like kind of like fully in the mix or the compressor is like out of the mix. So like you can have your signal going through ah. and having the wet dry on there helps it give no latency kind of thing. Cause I know in FL studio, if you use the wet dry knob to the right, like on the actual mixer console, it'll have latency and you can get some crazy phasing stuff with it. You can actually make a phaser with it. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Wow. Yeah. It's really bad. Depression phasing. But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I, I learned a lot from that. Uh, and then, Production tips 101 with Dan. Mason. I would love to do some production tips sometime. Just help people. I there actually, there's a group that was a, a wonderful explanation. <laughs> I hope it was. I, I don't know. Um, but uh, there's a group, uh, Future Society. I don't know if you've heard of them. Oh, yeah, Eridus. Oh, big time. Yeah, Eridus and and uh, big times. Oh, I can't remember, forget some of their names. Oh, Fiber and stuff like that. Yeah. Young Bay. Young Bay was sort of in it. He wasn't really in it. And he is now. Oh, yeah. I guess. He, he like he contributed sort of, right? Yeah. He when we had him in it. It was he wasn't really. It was just really more of a community of future funk artists. Mm. Um, I used to talk with Eridus and Fiber, and I basically taught them how to freaking do compression properly. Oh, sick! They used to just turn the gain knob up, and that would be all they would do, which means you literally just turn the sound louder. You just made it louder. You didn't do yeah. any compression. You just made it louder. <laughs> so, well, I've come a long way. Fiber kicks fucking ass now. Oh yeah, he's he's doing really good. Eridus, I'm happy to see him back. Seeing, I know he uh, had, big time. He had some stuff come up um, over the past few years, and I'm just happy to see yeah. him playing out. Night Tempo was in there too. Man, I used to talk to Night Tempo, and I know he can speak perfect English, but he used to like freaking. Pur- purposely talk like he didn't know perfect English. Oh yeah. <laughs> All he would say is baby make. I kid what you not. A joker. Really? Yeah. That album <laughs> is because he used to say yeah. that to us all the damn time. <laughs> so oh, I must talk to the night tempo. He was a funny guy. Yeah. Well, he's huge now, he's man. Really huge. He's doing really well. In Japan, they go crazy. They got the, they got the sticks. They love him. Yeah. So I'm jealous of him. You know, if you know what I mean by sticks. I know you're talking about like the glow sticks. If, yeah, glow sticks. The sticks. Yeah, I'm jealous of him. I would love to like just go see him out there. Yeah, you guys should hook up a show, man. Go down there and play. I should hit him up sometime. Who, someone just went down there to play a show. Who was it? Fuck. Uh, I don't Urgh, know. That's going to bother me. Um, cool. So yeah, uh, back to the question, I guess. Um, just improving your craft. Yeah. Uh, and being at the school. Yeah, that that I learned a lot from the the hands on because we had some good shit. We had some good mm. quality shit, but it wasn't like the best shit, which is the better way to learn, in my opinion. It's really good to learn with like you know decent equipment, but not like freaking the best shit, like ever because first of all you're the only people that ever use the really good shit are the people who make it really freaking big and 99 percent of you ain't gonna make it really freaking big and it's just better to learn on the cheap stuff because if you can use the cheap stuff then you can use the expensive stuff you know what i mean uh 
Oh, yeah. I have a funny story about how I learned guitar, if you want to hear yeah, it. Yeah, sure. So I used to live in a town called Bellwood. Mm-hmm. It had 325 people in it. I yeah. knew that. I may have said this on the show before, but I knew that because the sign when you entered the town was hand painted by like an old woman that lived in the town and it said population 325 and growing <laughs> with an exclamation mark. And it's like, good for you. Someone had a baby in Bellwood Ooh. 326. We did it. And, uh, so we always had to go to the dump, bring our garbage to the dump. And one day my dad knew I liked you know, Blink-182 and Yellow Card. Oh, Yellow you know, Card. Yes. Yeah, he, Ryan, William or whatever he's called, he's the reason I became a singer. I don't know if you knew I was a singer, yeah. but, uh, yeah. It's in, so. it's in your profile picture, man. I can't. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you looked at it. I see it everywhere, uh, man. That's why I know you're <laughs> well, like active changed, in the community. I changed it. Yeah, that's the thing. I changed it. Now I'm like, is anyone going to remember me? <laughs> or do they just know my uh, purple and pink washed of singing photos? I just know man screaming. That's that's all I know. Man you. screaming. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, my stepdad, he got me, he found a guitar there in the dump. Mm-hmm. And so he brought it home. It was a Fender Strat, like knockoff. And it had one string left on it. Oh. So I was like, bang, 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 bang. And then I went and got some strings the next day, threw them on there. And I had no c- clue what I was doing. Oh, yeah. I bought a tuner and, and strings. And uh, so I, I threw them on. I just tightened them up and uh, like tuned it as best I could. I didn't really know what I was doing with the tuner. Like I may have read the instructions. Like I don't even know. I think I just I may not have tuned it correctly. But I tuned it enough to be able to like hit like press on the frets and Mm -hmm. play certain notes so i would just put on a song that i wanted to learn or like listen for that you know the intro is usually what i did and i would play that but then the next day uh, and i would you know take a long time to figure out obviously that's how i learned how to play by ear too just by like trying to play those intros over and over but the next day i'd come home from school and the guitar was so fucking horrible from the dump that it would be completely out of tune. Yeah. And I wouldn't be able to tune it back to the way I had it because it was just so different. So then I had to relearn it every day with new, with completely different frets to play those songs I wanted to play. So then I learned like to just, oh, to just pick it up by ear like instantly. Um, so that's helped me through my musical career over the years. Yeah, tuners are probably so just fucking blown out or even like it, it's like truss rod is like destroyed or something. Oh yeah. It's completely and the neck was, I didn't even look at it, but I imagine it was right. Fucked. <laughs> yeah. 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 My dad told me, uh, when he was a kid, my dad is, uh, is like what? 65. So he's like much older. Like he had, they have him in there when 40 and, uh, mm-hmm. Um, he had a guitar from Tysco when he was a kid, and the freaking um guitar had literally like a warp in the neck, so you couldn't play anything above the twelfth fret, like ever, or else it, it would just, just buzz it would out. just be dead. It would just be like a yeah, it would just buzz out. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm next level, yeah. Oh. I go hard, take that shit seriously. So, um, 
Do you have like a, any rituals that you go through when you make your music or you start an album? Or maybe you have Not, a particular place that you like to make music, like a room or outside, or you, you go to the coffee shop and write. I usually write in my computer just because that's where everything is. Um, oh, like a desktop? Yeah, just I get the keyboard out and I just fiddle. There's no real rituals to it. I just kind of like play, and then when I, when it feels right, I keep it. And even if it doesn't yeah. feel right, I keep it. And I'll just like so do you, play around with do you, it. Do you force... Do you force the music to come through like as you write, or do you uh, it's, it's, get ideas throughout the day? And like, it's not really like trying. that. It's more just like I'll I turn on the keyboard, I'll just play some chords for a bit. If nothing happens, like if it's just like mm, nothing's really clicking with me, I just turn it off and I come back. I ba- I have to be in the mood, obviously. Mm. Like I'll be like, oh, you know, what? I feel like making some music. Let's or like I'll I just listened to an album or something, and I'm like, hmm, let's inspiring that's i'm inspired right now let's go make some tunes and then if nothing happens well oh well yeah can't force it if i force it then it'll 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 sound bad or i just will have a negative opinion of it yeah for sure no i meant like do you uh set aside time sort of to write okay now it's time for writing that's what i mean by no i kind of just do it when it happens right now (laughs) when i when i'm feeling it yeah, when, yeah, I, yeah. When, just, when I'm just like, you know, I'm inspired right Feels now. Sounds good. Down, like right this week because I have my, I only have one keyboard stand and I use that keyboard stand to hold up a, a base case so I can because it makes it at a good height for my practice when I put all my equipment on it. Okay. So my keyboard is currently on the floor. It's also broken right now because the uh, USB jack is busted on it. So I haven't been able to like do anything and it's been freaking eating at me because I'll be like, oh, I really feel like making something right now. Oh, I can't. I can't do anything. Mm. Um, I think it is mostly at night, though, I find. Like, it's it's freaking, like, it'll be, like, 12 o'clock at night, and I'll be inspired to make something. <laughs> yeah. And it sucks, because it destroyed my sleep schedule when I used to have a job. And it was just like, ugh. I mean, now I'm, I'm more free. I do I do this full-time now. Oh, sick. Um, Congratulations, yeah. bro. Thank you. Woo! Um, I mean, I'm going to have I'm gonna get a seasonal job in, in the winter just to help pay for some... I had sure. a move recently, and I need to freaking put money back in my savings. Yeah, but like, yeah, I just uh. So now, like, it doesn't really matter if I stay up till four a.m. I don't have work at six. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I find I, there's I, like a sweet spot when it's really late. Like the creative juices come yeah. start flowing. It's weird. It's just like it, it for me. It's it's like anytime after twelve, and same thing for like like I've been writing lyrics for my next album. And I don't get inspired for them. On I, like literally the other night, I got inspired at fucking two fifteen. I was telling myself I just turned off Star Trek because I watch Star Trek usually when I have nothing else going on at night. Mm-hmm. And then I turned it off, and I was like, "All right, let me browse like the internet for like two minutes, and I'll go to bed." And I was like, "Well, let me listen to what I'm working for my next album uh, while I'm doing that." And uh, I suddenly just got super inspired. And I literally wrote lyrics for three songs, like Whew. just from like 2 a.m. to about 3.30. I just went. And I was Damn. like, fuck, I need to fucking go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So I got like most of my like album like freaking lyrically done. And like mm. one night I was like, there we go. I got all the ones I didn't have lyrics done. Yeah. Yay. Feels good. It felt really good. It made me feel really good about this next album. I'm re- I can't wait to 
Yeah. So I have a question from uh, one of your fans. Oh, okay. It's a Soylent Pie, and so they they <laughs> shout out to you for your question. Thank you. We appreciate all questions on this show. If you ever have a question for anyone, let me know, and I'll ask it. Uh, so they know that I usually touch on people's like how they first got into the genre, but they are specifically interested in the early days that you were around for when physical media was still sort of new to the scene. Uh, they recall a very charming story from the freaky friendly DIY guys stating that the sort of overnight success of one of their albums night play um, from their issue, it left them sort of scrambling to get dubs made. And uh, so he's curious if you have any other interesting stories like that from back in the day when physical media was first making an appearance and, you know, how you sort of navigated the whole scene when people were still kind of figuring it out as they went and, you know, dealing with the labels and stuff. The first experience that I have of anything like physicals for um, anything Vaporwave was um, I remember it, and this goes back to actually one of my favorite albums, um, Nightlife by Telepath and Silver Richards mm-hmm. got a a uh, cassette pressing back in like in, in 2013, and I wanted it, and it was like through this weird like Russian label that I've never heard anything from again. Um, <laughs> And I bought the cassette. Like I was like I was I was joking with my friends like ho ho look at me. I'm paying I'm paying money for a cassette tape. And at the can, time I, I used to hate. Can cassettes. you say that? Can you say that again? Sorry, you cut out. And I, I really want to hear that. No. So uh, um, I re- so this cassette came in like 2013 from this Russian uh label that I've never heard from again. And I was making jokes with my friends like. All right, well, I'm going to buy this cassette tape, even though I don't have a cassette player. Ho ho! It was just—it was really funny because at the time, I really, I didn't like cassettes at all. I thought they were a really bad form of media. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that was kind of the consensus with like the most consumers at the time. It was, it was stupid. I mean, I changed my opinion, obviously. Um, but I ordered it and I never got it. Damn! It never came. It got lost in the mail between here and Ukraine or Russia or something like that. It's, it was Eastern European. Damn. Uh, that would have been a I gem. Think was, I think it was Ukrainian, and I think it was around the same time that uh, the Crimea crisis happened. Which, uh, can, you, you, can you go into that a bit? Oh, uh, it's when uh, Russia annexed Crimea. Oh, okay. In, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if you remember that. But nope. yeah, that was a... So it was understanding like now like now that i think about like why it didn't come here it may have just been lost during that whole thing but still it was i was was very upset about it Mm -hmm. because i see those because i still see those cassettes floating around and i want one damn i I will pay top dollar yeah by that i mean i'll give you 20 bucks (laughs) (laughs) if if anybody uh wants to sell me their nightlife cassette because that is like the holy grail to me yeah because every time I see one for sale, I don't have money. Yeah. And now I'm like, yeah, I, I can do it. How much do so, they usually go for? I don't remember. Like, it's like 10 15 I think, or something like that. Oh, I'll that's know. not bad. Discogs. I might check Discogs. They might be going for like 50 bucks or something like that. Yeah. On Discogs. But mm-hmm. still, 
that's like one of my first experiences. And then after that, um, I kind of like didn't buy any because I didn't trust a lot of that because it was very trust ruining there. Mm. Distrustful to me. Yeah. So And there weren't too yeah. many other like labels at the time, right? Like just the big ones. Like No, I think Fortune 500 did some stuff. Fortune 500. Um, I remember them doing some stuff. And then, of course, some weird Ukrainian label. <laughs> I don't think BizCash, I don't remember BizCash was doing it at that time. No. I, think it was I don't think he was after that. Back, yeah. back in the day. He, he got into it. I, I, I do remember uh, Fortune 500 doing it, though. Yeah. They they had quite a few. Was Beer on the Rug around back then? Yes. Yes, they were. Yeah, they the ones who hosted. Uh, hosted what? Like, originally. They hosted Floral Shop originally. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Derpy derp. So I don't know they did they, I don't think they ever did physicals for um a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like ghost hologram. Um I just went on beer on the rug and auto went to ghost hologram. <laughs> yeah. That's a good record. I don't know um, that either. Yeah, that's a really that's from like two thousand twelve. But uh well, so it's I'm adding it to the list. Up. I I'm yeah. trying to rediscover or f- discover all the old stuff. But yeah, they didn't, I don't think they did any like real physicals. Then. Yeah. They're charging way too much for albums now. <laughs> On Discogs? Yeah. 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 That's the way she goes. Don't even start on the floral shop freaking records. I know OESOB. I used to talk to OESOB. Yeah. And yeah, I remember on the early episodes of 3D Cast, like before anything had happened. Mm-hmm. You we talked talked him. about it, and him. Yeah, we uh, him. Trust me, when I saw that renamed, when I when I saw that he was selling those, I was like, no. And I had had some like people tell me from like the inside that like a lot of it was kind of just like not really like okay with Vectroid. Mm-hmm. So, but I had known for that sure. they were coming for a while. That there was a floral shop vinyl coming for a while. Mm-hmm. And when I found out it was OSOB doing it, I was like, I know this guy. He's really freaking scummy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you knew that already? Yeah. Before that even happened, I was like, yeah. I, I, I didn't buy one. I didn't yeah. get one. Yeah. Because I was like, I don't trust this guy. Smart. Smart. Um, and then when it all happened, I, you know that, that face of Pikachu doing the, oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Maybe. I was like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I found out that it, it half of them didn't even freaking make sense mm-hmm. or something. Like, or they didn't have half of them. Yeah. Which I feel bad for the people who paid for them. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, the old days. It's all about those old days. For some, yeah, for some days. people. And sometimes, not all the time, but. It's it was it nice was interesting back then. Yeah. Um. You could literally just take Still a developing. Britney Spears song and slow it down and call it wave and bat an eye. Yeah. <laughs> they would just say, "Oh ho!" It's, it was a lot more jokier. I mean, it's still jokey today, mm-hmm. but it was a lot. It was a lot more memeier. Meat play yeah. was a lot bigger, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's still around. I've got another question from a fan. Okay. Uh, we talked about it this a little bit, but he's got a, like a longer question. 
Do you have any more plans for kind of to release work under one of your, your other projects, maybe specifically Gokoro, the alias? Cause, Gokuro? Uh, yeah, Gokuro. No, I don't have any more plans for Gokuro. No, he <laughs> likes the, a... the dark ambient style of vapor. It's kind of hard to come by nowadays. I, I mean, I could, I would love to make some more of that in the future. He said it's I very mean, Maybe I would release it underneath uh, Gokuro, but um, I haven't done... Gokuro I made in one sitting. Wow. <laughs> so I was just inspired. I grabbed a bunch of samples and I just freaking tweaked them to make them sound like really weird and like messed up. And I just kind of like threw things in places. Mm-hmm. So I would love to do another Gokuro. That was actually kind of fun. And the samples are really hard to like know what they are on it. So, Yeah. But I do have plans for one of my other projects post my next Dan Mason album. Cool. Uh, I'm gonna, I've got uh, plans for some more Nature Wave stuff coming. Yeah. So going to do some Nature Wave because I just... I Sexy Nature Wave. I haven't done anything with it since 2016, and I really just want to. Mm-hmm. So I got some stuff for that, and I, I'm already working on it. I'm sure it'd be highly welcomed. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, any plans to release Late Night on physical? I had plans. I was working with somebody, and they dropped out on me. Um, right. this, was a, this was like two years ago. Yeah? What happened? They really wanted to do it. They wanted to put it on a gold cassette um, with, with, of course, like, you know, like the black, everything else kind of like. I did want the cassette to be gold. I remember that in particular. And they were doing home dubbings of it, I do believe. And it was only going to be a limited run of 20, I think. Oh, damn. And it's, what happened was he just he just didn't do it. It just never happened. And I think I said after that, like, if anybody wants to bootleg this shit, go for it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I I want to still do it because I know a lot of people really like Late Night. Um, mm-hmm. That's another... Uh, I wanna, I'm going to say this. That was another album I made in one sitting. So it doesn't, nice. like, really, like like a big place in my heart personally mm-hmm. i think there's some good parts of it but i don't think it's like my best but i know a lot of people who really really enjoy late night and i would love yeah. to get them a physical in the future at least before i have to do anything with it like move it somewhere else before i have to move it somewhere else mm-hmm. so yeah like you were mentioning okay yeah. well we'll keep our eyes peeled for that that's really cool uh, that you said you, anyone can go boot it or whatever. Yeah, if someone wants to boot that, like honestly, like I'll be real, like after a certain thing happens uh, in the future, which um, I'm gonna tell y'all, you can just bootleg it. I don't give a crap. Anybody can release it. I don't give a crap. Oh, sorry. Uh, All good. I just I want it to kind of. I want the music to still be like available to people, but I don't want to be like saying like hey this is what we're doing mm-hmm. you know i just i kind of want people to like and i feel Give like it in a way it's, it, it's very vaporwave and very internet to just be like oh well i'm just gonna take this and do this with it so yeah i, I will let people do bootlegs of, of certain things in the future like i won't get like be like hey what the hell or anything i mean okay. honestly like certain albums i don't even care they, they started doing it now mm-hmm um we'll see what the future holds yeah so now what are your thoughts on the sort of growth and changes of the genre over the years maybe I'm excited. It, yeah 
It's just excited. It's it's moving and it's picking up speed lately, and I'm really excited. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest thing you expect to happen uh, before the end of the year? Apart before, the, or maybe you know what? Let's say next year because nothing's going to be electronic on. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. For now. Yeah. yeah. For now. I mean, we already maybe have we'll young see some hologram shit and stuff. He charted in the freaking dance charts. Which is oh yeah. Nice. Oh dang, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah he charted number two. What um, on what chart? Like a on on, least on some chart somewhere, like for dance charts. I don't know if it was mm-hmm. Billboard or not, but it was he charted. Wow. He's like number, maybe on like Spotify. He was like number two for dance or something. Sick. When uh his most recent album came out. Yeah. Um. But uh, I feel like vaporwave probably by the end of next year will be a lot more in the mainstream i really hope it is Mm -hmm. i feel like this is going to be like the big genre you know like this this will define this era because i feel like the aesthetics are perfect people are still loving that kind of 80s 90s aesthetics um i feel like it's just this is going to be big i really think it will i think we'll have a lot more people talking about it before the end of next year and maybe like it will just be like the next big thing. What are your thoughts on like potential oversaturation? Potential over- especially from uh you know the our corporate overlords. Um I don't think we'll trying to make a buck off it. I think the 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 corporate overlords are still like really iffy on it and I think that's main the main reason why nothing's really like going on with it right now is they they're too afraid to sample they're so afraid of copyright and they have to be that's what they they're afraid of that's how they make their money but um i think once uh and that's why i think um i'm like i said when i was future-proofing myself um i feel like people like george clanton uh negative gemini uh surfing newer surfing um and i'm trying to get along with them i feel like with the original vaporwave where there's going to be less pe- corporate people being like worried about that. I feel like that's the kind of stuff that's going to be what's making it into the mainstream a mm. little bit. Um, or, yeah. you know, perfectly legal cleared samples like Young Bay is doing. I think he works with Sony. <laughs> yeah. Which is freaking huge. Yeah. Damn, I didn't know his shit. That, that's fucking really cool to hear, man. Yeah, I wonder how much it costs him. I don't know. <laughs> he probably makes most of his money from his sets though like yeah he's touring like a mofo i yeah for real he has been i i i personally like never want to sign with a major label just because i know they take way too much i like self-producing and self-writing all my shit because yeah then royalties go straight to me and it's mm-hmm. i ain't gotta worry about nothing yeah, Future Funk's kind of took on a life of its own. It's, it's like it definitely not... has. I think that if if anything is going to really make it big, it's going to be like that stuff. I feel like I, my freaking sister, who doesn't listen to anything uh, Vaporwave, knows about Future Funk, which is nuts to me. Or Vapor Funk. Yeah. Too. Or, yeah, like just like the funkier stuff, the more dancier stuff, it's definitely going to like make it big. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's usually how it is. Yeah. So. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully something, something makes it through. Yeah, I, hope, I really hope so. Yeah, I just like I was saying before with the oversaturation, mm-hmm. I worry that uh, people aren't going to take it seriously. I've said this on another episode. Like, 
I think people see a surface level of vaporwave sometimes mm-hmm. and they think like, okay, yeah, I get that. And then their byproduct of that is, okay, I understand what you, what you like this for. And usually it's probably not correct whatsoever. Oh yeah. I, you know, it's been like that since it's in, it, since it's so been, subjective. Since the beginning, honestly, mm-hmm. it's been, I was like, that's how I was when I freaking uh, got into it. I was like, Oh yeah, I see how it is. All right. Yeah. And then, uh, that's another reason why it's going to be interesting to have it go mainstream is because vaporwave means something. And this is actually my next question. What is the importance of vaporwave to you? Dan Mason. But, uh, yeah, it's just so subjective. Like people have different opinions of, of it and what it's done for them and why they like it and Mm -hmm. what it means to them. So like it takes a long time to develop that. I think. Yeah. Years maybe. So like, (laughs) is it going to be like that glory? uh, What is that word? Promise land, promise world, sort of, where like in the future, where it vaporwave is the music that everybody likes. Like that would be crazy, you know. It'd I be think, like everyone going back to classical again or something. I think like at the end of the day, like I think honestly, like when I say it goes mainstream, I think it won't. And I did say like earlier, yeah, like maybe it'll be like the the genre of the next decade or something. But I don't think it'll be like in in the same way. I think it will definitely grow into a different way and definitely become popular if it were to do that. Mm. I think you'll see people like, you know, um, I don't know, just like pop people. I don't really listen to much pop. Just freaking like starting to take yeah. it and just starting to use it in like different ways or like yeah. influences and, of it. Which I, I already mm-hmm. freaking feel it sometimes. Yeah, we've seen that happen a few times, right? But like maybe it'll actually stick. Mm-hmm. Actually, I've seen some vaporwave. I feel like there's some vaporwave um, aesthetics in like some shows like Legion maybe or Black Mirror or yeah. something. I mean, that's cyberpunk stuff. Yeah, true. Synthwave kind of made a true. big boom with the freaking like uh, Stranger Things and stuff. Stranger Things. Oh, did you ever see that movie? Um, was it Night, Night Fury? Kung Fury? Maybe. Kung Fury. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. It's a short film. Oh, yeah, I've seen that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you got something to watch. No, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, that's a great, that's great a film. One. That's a really fun film. Yeah, synthwave little um, action film, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. Check that out. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be good times ahead, man. It's I'm excited Exciting for times it. for Vaporwaves. I'm very excited for it. Vaporwaves. <laughs> um, what would you say for you is the most iconic vaporwave release maybe that one from 2013 apart from that one if that's your answer what's another one? Oh man i would say like ever like ever ever i'd say maybe like some of the echo virtual releases oh yeah they they really isn't there only two though there's four well there's the atmospheres and then atmospheres one two three and four and then uh wildlife uh canada wildlife yeah that's the one but uh, not that than Blank Banshee. Yeah, Big BB. Yeah, he he freaking changed a lot for the scene. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's true. I think he <clears throat> sort of legitimized legitimized it a little. Yeah, he did. I will agree. Yeah. Um, I don't maybe know if it was not, just his if not production. him. I mean, there's uh, it depends what side you're looking at here. I mean, even like 
you could even say like 2814 was a big um piece of it or telepath mm-hmm. just anything by telepath honestly like early telepath um and uh you could even say like saint pepsi's uh hit vibes was a big freaking uh definitive album i mean there's so many definitive albums yeah I probably <laughs> how much time that. you got uh for real <laughs> <laughs> so so just briefly there i mentioned a few minutes ago uh what vaporwave meant to you um I want to go back to that question. <laughs> what does it mean to you? I mean, obviously, like, it changed the my importance life. importance of it. It's changed Sorry. who I am. It's changed just um, how I live and what I do. Um, I mean, like, it's changed my, like, tastes and things, like, my music tastes. Like, I found so many artists and so many uh, genres of music just through... Um, through just exploring through vaporwave. I mean, one of my favorite artists now, and this, this would be so, like before I got into vaporwave, mm-hmm. my favorite artists were like, you know, like explosions in the sky, Russian circles, American football. But now because of vaporwave, um, I find myself listening to artists like uh, new edition boys to men. Um, Keith, uh, Keith sweat and stuff like that. I listen to a lot of that and like some smooth jazz greats like Dave cause and, um, uh, of course, Kenny G. Um, but you know, like stuff like that. It, it influenced me that way. It's influenced my like aesthetic, like how I dress and everything. I find for the most part, it influenced my. Uh, I mean, like even like the community has like influenced my outlook on the world. Yeah, we have such a great community here and very positive community and like certain aspects of it that it has definitely changed my outlook on the world in many ways. Mm-hmm. This genre, basically, I mean, this it became my life. Mm-hmm. at this point yeah that's a great answer man wow thanks <laughs> best answer we've had yet i think mm-hmm. no problem i asked that question now and then so how did how does it influence your clothing style you, you mentioned that i think um before i mean i used to just wear like solid black kind of clothing a lot of like gray and blacks yeah from your emo and metal yeah and era. but now I, I like i find myself getting a little bit more like pastel more colorful in some senses mm-hmm. um which a lot of vaporwave tones are um i mean not like a super intense i mean there was even a, there was a point where i was wearing a bucket hat for a little bit but <laughs> i own a Sweet. fanny pack now so nice like a really colorful one i hope to wear it at electronic on i probably yeah. won't wear it on stage but i will wear it after the event cool but, um, I mean, like, you'll even see, like, what I'm wearing on stage. I have this really nice jacket. I got it for super cheap. It came with a matching fanny pack, and I had to get it. It was such a 90s, 80s aesthetic. It was perfect. Oh, sick. You could put your tapes in there. I might do that, actually. The fanny pack. <laughs> yeah. That's sweet, man. I'm, I'm stoked to see oh, it. Oh, dude, that's such a good idea. I could walk around with some tapes in there and be like, hey, want a tape? Just, yeah, distributing tapes from your lower region. Oh, my God. <laughs> Everybody, here's you get a tape. You get a tape. Here you go. Have a tape, have a tape, have a tape. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, did you see Colin's um, or Wizard of Loneliness or Halcyon tapes? Their comp? Oh, I have no. No? Oh, it's a super cool. Definitely check it out. He's going to be giving away tapes for it uh, at the event. It's uh, Electronic Conversations. 
Yeah. That's what the album's called. It's got a bunch of people it. on it. Randy's on it. I see it. Yeah, it's good shit. I'm, I'm excited for it. I want to get a tape. I think it's mostly for artists. Don't quote me on that, actually. Okay. But, uh, yeah, if you see Wizard of Loneliness or Colin, I'm sure some of you know what he looks like from his Twitter and his funny videos. Beautiful boy. So funny. Beautiful boy. Um, yeah, he's he's got that going on. So that's really cool of him to do. You know, it's a way to further celebrate the event. Definitely. I'm. I'm it's really cool. Let me just read a quote off the website for it, actually, if you don't mind. Go ahead. Um, it's it's a quote from Colin, I think. A two-hour collection of music from artists meeting up in the summer of 2019 to celebrate vaporwave music, culture, and the friendships formed uh, through the two. This album is meant to symbolize the bonds made online that are now transcending wires, making their way into the physical realm. The beginning of a new conversation. Many roads led us to this point, but in this moment we converge. Special thanks to the dozens of artists across the globe appearing on this comp, as well as those up on stage, behind the scenes, and even just casual listeners who keep the scene friendly, vibrant, and very much not dead. Stay positive. Halcyon Tapes, Wizard of Loneliness, 2019. That is such nice words from one of yeah, such man. good boys. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, honestly, like, so, yeah. yeah. That, that's, yeah. It's really freaking nice. <laughs> super, super, just, yeah, it's just fucking awesome. Like, makes you feel great. Makes you feel good. Thanks, Colin. Thank you, my, <laughs> my boy. Yeah. The wizard. Um, so I want to talk about your record, and I'm going to butcher the name. You said it twice. Maybe you just say it. You know what it's going to be. Uh, Hypnagogia? No, no, Mori. Oh, Mori. I From, mean, you can go uh, you can call it Mori or you can go to Modi or whatever. Uh, okay. Gahara Online. That's what I was, yeah. Can you say it one more time? Aoki Gahara Online. Aoki Gahara Online. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, that record, like, you've only, I believe, released that record under that name. And it got a vinyl mm-hmm. right around the time that uh, the floral shop fiasco happened. And uh, it was a success. It did really well, thanks to Josh Starkey from Lost Angles. My boys. Yeah, pulled pulled that shit off, like, next level. Um, Yeah, can we just talk about that record a bit? Yeah. Uh, just hang, just hang on one second. Oh yeah. So the original Okigahara online was a, a sample-based album where I was, I tried to basically that one was kind of an experiment in trying to sample um, multiple songs into one album. I I had never done that prior to that. So a lot of that song, the songs in that first album are all like layers of different songs just kind of coming in and out of each other, almost mashups oh. even. Yeah. Um. So I did that. And I wanted to do some more with it. And I, I, at the end of that album, I had a semi-original track at it. And I thought, you know, I kind of want to do some uh, some original uh, Nature Wave stuff. And I had I basically spent some time putting together some sounds. It was originally supposed to release on Bedlam tapes, but it, it just it, that fell through, sadly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I just basically I wanted to make an album about kind of in a sense using death as becoming a way with nature 
is kind of what the theme I tell myself. I always put like, whenever I make something like this, I do put myself like in a theme, but I don't like, you know, force it on you. It's just how I feel sometimes. I'll just yeah. like be like, yeah, I, this is what I'm feeling when I'm making it. But if you find something else in it, that's fantastic. It makes it more personal to you. But um, mm-hmm. what I was going for was the idea of becoming one with nature and becoming at peace with death. Um, cool. And that was the theme for that whole album. And I just I had all these things called sound fonts that just had these. Yeah. I got this big. Basically, I got this huge ass library of sound fonts. I think there's like 500 sound fonts in this library. I got it for free. I found it on a website somewhere, and it uh basically made that whole album happen. And uh, during that time, um, while I was making that album, I actually experienced someone's death during it. Um, my, my now wife's, uh, father actually passed away, um, from cancer, um, during that time. And I was there the whole time and definitely opened my eyes a lot up to what happens during death. And it's definitely something that still affects me. Um, but it's, but yeah, I, I, I used some of that influence on that album before it came out. Um, just some of the emotions I felt during that time. And I, kind of put it in there but mm-hmm. i i definitely after experiencing that mo- at that point most of the album was done but uh after experiencing that i definitely want to take some of those feelings i felt from back then and i i do want to make a new okigahara album using um using influences from how i felt from back then for sure but um yeah that album it, it was kind of a, a personal thing it was i don't know it was my first attempt at doing an all original work in vaporwave post Miami virtual basically. And I yeah. was kind of testing the waters with it even. And I think it came out pretty good. Uh, I, I have, um, I have some friends who tell me that like, that's one of their favorite works of mine. Yeah. So it's I, dope, man. I love it. I, I hope to come out with something similar to it in the future. So I, I, I am on the works of it. And yeah. So <laughs> sweet, man that that'll be that'll be awesome uh so you mentioned games a little bit at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. and um, while i was doing my research i saw something about miami virtual being on steam like on the on the what? steam workshop or something what do you have any idea about that no just, just go- google that i don't know what that is miami I what that is. i've never seen that uh, what Do on on steam yeah searching for it you said in the workshop oh geez yeah just google dan mason steam dan mason steam okay dan mason steam shared oh. files files details what, Here, what let me let, let me like it like it did you find it i found some of it yeah i found partly cl- what the hell is that about I, I linked it to you as well yeah I don't know, man. Uh, 18 megs. It's on there. It's a wallpaper created by Crunchy Bunchy. No. Oh, it's a wallpaper. It's just a wallpaper of my, my album art. It looks like, Oh, that's weird. Interesting. (laughs) Uh, okay. I mean, I don't, I'm not hating. Whatever. Yeah. (laughs) No big deal. I'll give it a thumbs up. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, that's funny. Yeah. I should should message this guy. He's like, Hey, (laughs) 
Thanks for the exposure. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> I didn't know it was on here. That's okay. Funny. Yeah. Why is it 18 meg? That's a large photo. Uh, It might be like the full size or maybe a, a bitmap. Mm, bitmap. It's probably a bitmap. Oh, we got sirens. Woo! You're going to jail, buddy. I heard you vaping earlier. <laughs> they found me. That's it, bud. No, I, I didn't, I, I didn't I, even know I that was on there. I'm being yeah. real with you. Uh, what is, or what was Vape Council? Oh, wow. The Vape Council. Um, I think it was in 20, late 2015, 2016, I think. Basically a group of, um, a large group of, uh, vaporwave artists got together and said, Hey, let's make a community on Facebook where we can all talk to each other and just stay in contact and maybe like set up some collabs with each other. And, um, it was kind of cool for a bit, and uh, then, uh, what was it, Elemental 95 was going to make a big compilation, and we made the compilation, but it it digitally came out. There were supposed to be tapes, but they never happened. <laughs> mm. He just disappeared. Um, I think he goes by Bacon Wave or something. I don't know. I don't remember. It's it's okay. so It's been so long since I've talked about it, but hey, Vape Council... Man, oh god, that was fun. Um, I think I was elected president <laughs> in the vape council. Oh, dope! Yeah, uh, we, we. I used to do these. It was like I think it was around because it was around the same time as like you know the the election was happening here and and twenty sixteen, and uh, so it was like summertime, and I was like, um, let's do an election, and I think the top two people were me and Frank Javsey. And this is before I ever talked to Frank Javsey. Mm. So, um, cause I, I do talk to him now. I actually haven't talked to him in a bit though, but I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him soon. So it's going to be sweet. Cool. But, uh, he, I beat Frank Javsey and I was so happy. And I think I made haircuts for men, my vice president or something. <laughs> it was kind of a joke. And then, um, I think, uh, at some point, a bunch of people came on there and they just started like shit posting or something. Um, certain certain people in the scene, I think it's public anyway. Um, I remember HKE came in there one time really drunk and just started shit talking. Yeah. Um, and and after that, they they created a second one called um, Vape Council Raw and Uncut, which uh, okay. I think only like a few people went onto that. And there's Vape Council 2.0. Which I think a few people went on that, and then it just kind of it kind of died, mm. sadly. But it was a cool thing for a minute, just like a bunch of people in the vaporwave scene, just kind of getting together, uh, talking about vaporwave, sharing their music, and uh, I think at some point they they said to stop self promoting on there. I think everybody was just posting their music, mm-hmm. <laughs> saying like, "Hey, buy this." But yeah, I think I think it had to be like a physical. I don't know. That would have been a sweet tape, man. One hundred and twenty-seven songs. Did you find it? Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. 15-minute telepath song. Like, there's... Fuck, it's crazy. This is a, oh, this is a heavy I, hitter, man. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember what song I had on it. There's the Facebook group. Uh, where's the freaking band camp? Vape Council. Oh, Elemental. There it is. Elemental 95. I can't believe this is still up. Oh, that... There's a SoundCloud link as well. Oh, wow. Vape. Get it while it's hot, kids. Yeah, it's gone. <laughs> It never happened. Sadly, I'm just, that's the part he got a lot. A lot of people got pissed at him about that. It just never happened. Yeah, and it was really just kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Oh, where is it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to find it. 
trying to find where the friggin yeah there's there's even a reddit post that comes up here that says hey i never got this tape no oh shit yeah yeah oh yeah elemental 95 is gone yeah oh man that whole thing is gone jesus that sucks i don't even remember what track i put into it uh, it was trust oh god that song's terrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was definitely trust yeah i uh I don't think I ever did anything else with that song. I think that's one of those songs that will be just lost out there forever. Yeah. I mean, it's out there, but... Uh, either. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't, have to, we don't have to get to that one. Yeah. Can you tell us about the Peninsula Selects? Peninsula Selects. Okay, so that was Vito's thing, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it looks like it, that, the records you were on revolve around Florida. Yes. Which makes sense. Um, Vito kind of put together these compilations. Oh, let me, I'm trying to find them on here. Um, Peninsula Selects. Just trying to find them so I can get a look at them, make sure I'm thinking. Yeah, these are the ones. All right. Um, if I remember correctly, the Peninsula Selects, yeah, DMT Presents, basically. Um, they were just kind of compilations of what came out in a certain span of time. That's mm. what I'm understanding. What they are. Um, so yeah, Vito just okay. kind of took he just kind of took a bunch of things that have been released on his, on the label, put them into a thing. Um, so like I, that's why I think I'm on like two or three of them because uh, I released few times with him and every time i did he'd put it end up putting it onto a peninsula selects mm-hmm. so cool that's what all they, all they really were that was really cool and then of course there's the the oh yeah there's these ones too the uh, uh the dmt thing no that oh, dimethyltryptamine yeah that would have been something else. one two and three yeah that would have been something else i don't know oh okay Actually, there's four. Go to one. Let me let me double check. I'm sorry, I just want. No, no problem. I just want to take a look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, it's the same thing. It's the same kind of thing. He just took more than one track and he put multiple. Yeah. Cool. Man, to, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. There's so many neat comps and vape, vaporwave. Uh, I, yeah. On the podcast, like the regular podcast episodes that we do, mm-hmm. like where we don't, where I don't interview somebody. Um, I've been talking about a lot of comps that I've been finding and there's so much good stuff from like 2005. Oh yeah? Yeah. Maybe I'll send you a couple. <laughs> uh, and I just remembered the Elemental 95, that's where uh, Cat Corpse Oasis went up. Oh yeah? Wasn't, wasn't, yeah. Wasn't there something about that where like it didn't get a tape? Yep. I, in fact, in the thread I was looking at, for the person who's like, I never got a the vape council tape. He said that album in that thread too. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I snagged a copy of the mini disc from Alice City. Nice. Alice yeah. uh, I remember Alice City's some pretty good boys. I've never worked with them personally, mm. but uh, I think Randy did. I want to say Randy I did. Don't, no, I don't think so. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna double check you on that one there, <laughs> Buckaroo. 
I don't know, but I don't think so. No, Dante Mars worked with them. Oh, uh, yeah. I think Randy was going to work with them. Mm. I don't remember. Uh, well, here we are talking about Randy again. Randy, Randy. Freaking 3D Blast. He's a well, keep your player. eyes peeled for Randy, guys. 3D Blast. Because we're going to be interviewing him soon as well. I hope so. So that'll <laughs> be fun. You better. He, he's, he's a good boy. He's a good yeah. boy. He's been mentioned on the show enough to... It's like, how could I not have had him yet? You know? <laughs> so, yeah. Come on, man. He's online right now. No. Oh, yeah. This, this is my turn. Let's get him in here. No. No, no. <laughs> um, what is the uh, comfort zone from on Lost Angles? The comfort zone. Comfort oh, zone. That is, that is Randy's, actually. <laughs> Damn it, we're back on him. God. Uh, comfort zones is uh was his he was gonna do a a podcast label actually that that was what his plan was um because you're you're uh i think does the album cover have something to do with your one of your records or something maybe not no i was on a i was on a comfort zone remix album yeah the floral shop one yeah yeah, for some reason uh, the colors looks like uh, the summertime colors. Oh yeah, no, it had nothing to do with me. I I yeah. forget who did the art. Yeah, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> yeah, I forget who did the art. But please, please continue. No, uh, yeah, it was a it was a label that he wanted to do for podcasts. Um, he had him and a couple of his friends doing it. I was actually thinking about doing um a podcast for it. Um. Kind of happy I didn't because I'm I have like no time to do any of that shit now. So yikes, <laughs> yeah, that would have been bad. That would have been freaking hard. Yo, yeah, yeah. Once you make that commitment, yeah, and you're like, oh well, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Okay. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. I, I know we're this far in. I forget what I was gonna do. It wasn't gonna be like just an interview thing. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I was gonna discuss like other things or something. <laughs> I was gonna talk about anime or some shit. Yeah. But um, yeah, he he wanted to do that. I think he he since dissolved it or just like kind of stopped working with it. Um, I do believe um, unless they do like another remix or something like that. But uh, I was a part of the Floral Shop remix. I did a, a remix of the song Echo, um, because that was like the only track off that album that I actually liked. So, mm. sorry, <laughs> Floral Shop is not the best album. I IMO. Yeah, IMO, IMO. IMO. Some people can I hey, you can dig it. I also don't yeah. like Captain Beefheart, but I have friends that swear Captain Beefheart is the best shit ever. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm with you. I like some of the tracks. So But um uh what was I gonna say? Oh yeah. I wanted to bring it back to Spotify for a second, actually. Okay. I had an interesting question. Mm-hmm. Just because you have some of your music up there and I wonder um because we're talking about, you know, like we were talking about Young Bay getting his uh, samples cleared, for example, right? Mm-hmm. So I wonder, like, what do you think the transition for vaporwave artists like you is going to be like for when you want to? I don't. I hate to use the word legitimize, legitimize mm-hmm. your your music, but I just wonder, like. A lot of people re- release their music on Bandcamp. That's like the number one for Vaporwave. Mm-hmm. And 
do you think we'll start to see, um, like as a byproduct of it, of vaporwave permeating pop culture a little bit, or just, you know, getting more popular in general? Um, I wonder, like, it's kind of a, a weird question, but I'm getting to the end. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, um, like, do you think, like, how different is the experience of hearing people use Spotify, for example, as a means to listen to and discover your music instead of Bandcamp, like, or other, other avenues that only legitimate music sort of takes, you know? Um, like instead of SoundCloud, instead of Bandcamp. Well, I've already kind of made that transition. Yeah. Spotify is definitely my main source of of plays now. Um, my I've kind of set SoundCloud to the wayside, and I do feel bad about that. I have a lot of followers, but the main problem with SoundCloud is uh, I'm 92% full, and I don't want to pay 10 bucks a month or whatever it is. Oh yeah, Spotify, yeah. I just I'm just gonna start deleting tracks that are underperforming from a long time ago, mm. and then just put new ones on there when I release singles. Yeah, okay. That's the, that's the main reason I don't do SoundCloud. I think I will always have something on Bandcamp. I'm a um like so so you're, what you're asking is like how how will people moving over to more mainstream outlets affect like uh accessibility and accessibility listenership. Well, even though that I'm and, like moving, and I, another another thing is, sorry, do you think there's going to be a point where people are only discovering vaporwave through those means, and no. it's only legitimate stuff? No. Um, look at rock music. You know how much rock I have discovered through Bandcamp. I've, I've discovered most of my early influences through Bandcamp. People mm-hmm. still post on Bandcamp. It's accessible. It's easy for indie artists to get onto has no upfront costs to getting onto Spotify and to getting onto iTunes and stuff like that. There's costs. You have to pay for a, um, a publisher. Basically you pay for a like distro kid or tune core and it costs money. So, I mean, I feel like, I mean, me personally, what I'm doing is I'm going to have myself on Spotify, have it on iTunes, but I will always try to have an outlet where you can either get it at name your own price or free. Because I just I feel like limit I feel like having more outlets for your music is a better option than having you know limited release spaces. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially when it comes to DRM free sources. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I want to have people have that option. That is part of the reason also why I do not want to sign with a major label ever, because um, they will mm-hmm. force me to do certain things, and I don't care that would like hinder my success. So far. I haven't signed with a major label and I'm doing pretty all right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's, it's just, I want people to be able to get the music without having it. Cause I hate iTunes. I really do. Yeah. Spotify. I like because it's, I mean, I, even if you don't pay for the 10 month, $10 a month subscription, it's pretty nice. Um, yeah. It, and it's just really easy to get into. You can find your song and then you're good. I like it better than Pandora. Pandora kind of sucks. It's just like Spotify, but with less shit. Um, we don't get it here up in Canada. Yeah. yeah. I, I put myself in for submission for Pandora and they don't accept it. It's, it's like, well, I don't even know why I bothered. Mm. 
I just don't even bother. Yeah. Um, they're so hand picked, it's fucking crazy. But um, but uh, I mean, even Apple Music, Apple Music space is the same as Spotify. In my opinion, same with Google Play. Um, I just I find like having us, you have to have a space where people can download it and keep it on their phones or put it on their computers, where they don't have to worry about oh no, I lost that. Now I have to go pay for it again. You know? Yeah. I, I want to have a or place. it's gone forever. Exactly, or yeah, or something like that. I one of my things, my goals in life, um, my goals as a musician. I realize that now because I've actually been digging for some old music and I can't find it because it's been taken down. And I don't want to do that to my music. I want to have my music available. And if it gets taken down off Spotify, like I was telling you earlier, or it gets taken down off a uh, Bandcamp or something like that, I want to have a place where you can get it, mm-hmm. no matter what. I don't. I, I don't care if I think it sucks. You know, I want to help us get it. Like even right now, when I'm doing that big move of all the sample based stuff, I'm starting to move sample based stuff off of my main Bandcamp. I yeah. still have another Bandcamp where you can get it. Nice. I just don't want it to be on the same page because then I'll have to take a lot of other things down. It'll be fucking terrible. So if one page goes down, it's just one page, and it's not the main page. Yeah. And it's all free. I don't want people paying for it. Mm-hmm. especially like some of my older examples it just makes sense it's a great idea it makes sense to kind of split it mm-hmm. and clean it up organize it absolutely um, especially when you again you know want to get more legitimate I hate to use that word I know but you, you got a better word uh, get less <laughs> get less illegal <laughs> yeah more legally um less copyright infringement yeah le- none would be nice yeah i, I <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of copyright long yeah put that out yeah, there yeah, i yeah mr ugh. disney fuck that up good yeah it, it, it's not even disney it was just a freaking corporation yeah because uh, i think it all happened after he passed away or something oh was that so oh, i think crazy. some of it at least uh, yeah I maybe they is like a catalyst yeah his death was a catalyst it's yeah, about maybe. to hit it's about to hit it's copyright it's about to go into public domain in uh 2024 and what, what, uh, what is uh steamboat willie will finally go into oh, public domain in 2024 unless crazy. they destroy copyright even further i think yeah. if anything if like if they want they need to dial it back maybe just make the life of the artist or something i don't freaking know or yeah like, they gotta do something that's crazy not, out there not 72 years after the death of the artist or something. Yeah, I think it used to be thir- 20 or 30. I think 30 is good. It used to be 22 years just in general, not even like the death of the artist. Then they made it longer. Oh. And they made it longer. And it's 72, I think, now. I wish it was mm. just like maybe five years after the death of the artist. So when the artist dies, the family can still make a little bit more money mm-hmm. off of the product. And then after that, it goes public domain. That's yeah. just me. I think that'd be a very reasonable amount because that's the artist is dead and it's been five years. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's it's, yeah. That's got to change. It's got to be fixed. It's, it's not going to, but so they, they can't kill remix culture. That's what I no, was it's going to be here. It's going to be here. It's going to be your audio guys. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I people I, like you that are helping us keep it alive. Well, I guess not all the time because you yeah. do your other stuff, but you know what I mean. 
I uh, I always I told my I actually had a thing recently. I, I'm not going to say any names because I don't want I don't want them to even people to know. But I had somebody who actually um, took my stuff and re-uploaded it onto their own Bandcamp. Like did no all, no alterations recently. What? Yeah, I'm not going to say any names. Um, just because I don't want people like going to their site and being like, oh, well, I'm going to check it out, and then he gets a bunch of you know like traffic. But um. I made a post recently because of that. I made a post like saying like, Hey, I don't give a crap. If you remix my stuff, I don't give a crap. If you sample my stuff, just do something to it. And I won't be mad, but you can't just take it and re upload it with nothing done to it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's just my feel of it. Like I, I don't even care if it's like, Oh, you, you, you chopped it up a tiny bit and you put some reverb on it. That's cool to me. Um, but like, just at least you tried. He also he didn't he also didn't just steal my stuff. He stole like a bunch of other people's stuff. I think his whole page is full of stolen stuff. Yeah. He's like, yeah. It's like worse than the PZA situation. Oh, PZA geez. at least slowed it down. You know? This guy didn't even do that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he just straight up uploaded That's... it and changed oh the name. Oh my god. It's like four of my songs. What I contacted him. He hasn't contacted me back, but Yeah. But it's still up? Mm-hmm. It's still up, I wow. think. I'm going to actually check right now. Uh, yep, it's still up. Did you file a claim or something? Uh, I'm just not going to freaking bother. Yeah. <laughs> he has had no downloads. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you know, go. If he does, he'll make like two bucks. Yeah. <sighs> well, that's part, that's part of the scene, I guess, right? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It sucks, but it's, it's fine. All things considered, yeah, he, we have it pretty good. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Uh, so I have a few more questions for you. I know okay. it's been a long interview and thank you so much for giving us so much of your time. Not a problem, man. We all appreciate you. I appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. I'll take it. I'm flattered. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Um, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day, um, to all artists out there, just do what feels right. Um, make make the music that you want to listen to don't don't make music for other people make it for yourself first because I, I think it'll make you better at your own craft um and it'll make you appreciate what you're doing more and it'll make you enjoy it more so you don't you know hate it or anything um mm, that's that's an important thing i hear people saying stuff like that on twitter all the time sorry to interrupt no, yeah, it's, it's like losing motivation all the time. I'm like, what are you guys? What's you're going losing, on with you guys? If you're losing motivation, don't be afraid to change your sound if you don't feel like making this anymore. I've done it like five times. <laughs> yeah, I've made it out every single time. <laughs> uh, so just literally, if you feel like something ain't working or it doesn't feel right to you, just maybe experiment. I find sometimes getting like a new VST or checking out a new sample source is where some of my best inspiration comes from. Nice. So just change things that's, up. Feng shui your music. Dip. Feng shui your music, basically. <laughs> like feng shui your uh, your DAW. Like honestly. Yeah, that's what you mean. Like just move. Just move, move things your around. shit around, sort of. Move your shit around. Change it up it. a little bit. Get a new yeah. get a new get a new house plant for your uh, for your EQ or something. <laughs> maybe a new theme yeah it gets get a new theme going on you know you don't have to you don't don't ever feel like you're stuck doing one thing 
you know mm-hmm. just because i've been there you gotta you gotta change it up sometimes mm. so but yeah just do what feels cool right. do what feels right and then if you feel stuck just move on find something new well, like oh, you well. said, you you trash a lot of your songs, right? And, yeah. Uh, and you find uh, new life for them in other places my, and go back to them. My album, Infinite Failure, was a bunch of songs from the span of 2013 to 2017, I think, and that I just trashed and never threw away. And I had about 900 songs at that point, or 900 little snippets at least. Yeah, and I trashed most of them and just kind of went through them and just tossed them out there. But yeah, I had nine hundred freaking songs or files in my FL studio. So, um, don't be afraid to trash it. If it ain't working, you can save it and maybe come back to it later. In fact, uh, one of my songs on Void, uh, the song Fantasy, was a track I made back in twenty (laughs) fifteen. Oh jeez. Um the song there, that there uh go. the song Insomnia, the uh the pads for that I made in like twenty sixteen. So you can just if you're getting stuck, just stop, set it aside, you can always come back. Just don't don't feel in a rut. You heard the man. Yeah. Please Sorry, I got I got mad sirens, yo. Yeah, dude, they're coming. They're they're coming, they're getting closer. They're they're, they're gonna take our samples away. <laughs> the sample police no, no. They're, they're tapping in you ever listen to vaporwave in your car and a policeman pulls up to you and you're afraid he's gonna arrest you for your samples <laughs> <laughs> all right son pull over i swear officer i thought the samples were cleared <laughs> yeah i've heard it before leave it to the judge <laughs> yeah we're going downtown we're going downtown we're going oh, down, 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 we're going down, swinging. Oh, that song. Yeah, Fall Out Boy. Right around when they started to get bad. The early <laughs> first album. So, dude, check out that first album. You like that emo rock shit? Yeah. It's like punk, pop, pop punk, sort of. Punk rock. It's, that's a dope-ass album. Oh, man. Check it out. The first album, Fall Out Boy. Like, I'll take your word you, on it. It's I'll really it good. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. I'll keep it. Okay. Um, do you have anything upcoming that uh, fans can be excited for? Um. Well, I mean, other than Electronicon. Uh, oh yeah. Well, ah. Uh, I mean, I do have an album, and my deadline for it is in October. So. Like a personal deadline? Like, I'm talking with a certain somebody. Like a, yeah, yeah, okay. And I told them October is when I'll have this album done. And mm-hmm. uh, release date will be a few months after that. So that's cool. all I want to really say about that. I do have something yeah, yeah. new, and it is almost done is basically what I'm saying. Right. So I can't wait to – I really can't wait to share it with you all. Oh, don't, um, man. So, and Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Uh, what would you do if you had like a full, complete day to yourself, free day, you know, Sunday? <laughs> a free Sunday? Yeah. Uh, uh, like, and just like no worries at all, like nothing? Nothing. 
probably go to like Disney with my wife or something. Love that Disney, eh? Yeah, we we just like going there to chill. Um, I I know the Disney Corporation sucks, but uh, the atmosphere is too good. <laughs> mm-hmm. So probably just uh go to Disney, come back home, maybe play some Minecraft with my wife or something. I just yeah, spend it with my wife. Honestly, nice. Solid, solid answer, bro. I'm sure she'll be happy to hear that. Oh, I forgot Borderlands 3 comes out soon. Me and her are play the <laughs> shit out of that. Oh, oh sick. Yeah. Damn, I actually didn't know that. Yeah, it comes out uh, next month. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right in the middle of my crunch time for my next album. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, ooh, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Me, me and her play freaking Borderlands like freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. So Borderlands 2, man. It's such a tight game. It's so tight. Like it just it feels right in every single way. Borderlands too. I'm like we're me and her um, are like in like super late game of that, and we're just freaking killing it. Nice. Yeah, it can be a long game too. We're in a third playthrough um, with a character called it's called Ultimate Vault Under Mode. Okay. And basically, everything has four times health. Um, it's basically like a steep ass learning curve to get into it. Yeah, we're, we're at the end of that, so we already beat the game the third time. So at the end of that, there's something called Digistruct Peak, where it makes the game even harder. Where you only way to level sort of level up because you don't level up yourself; you just level up the weapons and gear that you can pick up. Yeah, so you have to beat this gauntlet basically. So. It's hard as hell. Like, oh my god! You have to be like have like a perfect build in order to really do it. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, yeah, yeah. What what other games are you playing? Uh, like, what's your favorite game ever? Favorite game ever? Civilization Five. Damn, nice. Yeah. So you like that? Uh, well, multiplayer or single player? Or does uh, it matter? Either way. Yeah. Multiplayer is fun because the AI is so stupid. Um, mm. You can literally just like freaking. You can. There's a, a thing that I do with it where I make the AI, I get a defense pact with an AI, and then I have another AI declare war on them because it doesn't matter what you. And they'll do it, and you'll like pay them whatever, and it doesn't really matter because as soon as they declare war on that other AI, you get all your stuff back, and then you're at war with them. So if you want to declare war on somebody, it's like a, it's like a, basically like a circle kind of like thing where you just like, okay. kind of, you want to declare war somebody, but you don't want to get warmongering points. You can have them declare war on your okay. back guy and then you can attack them. Yeah. So it's like some crazy politics stuff. Um, crazy. Yeah. And that's what you like about it. The I, I, I like the, I like the, um, I like the, the basically the kind of like microcosm thing, just kind of like, the make your own story kind of thing, you know, like mm. I think that's what I like about it. I mean, I play other like grand strategy games like uh, Europa and like hearts of iron nice. and stuff like that. They're nice, really fun nice. that they're way more in depth, but yeah, I feel like with Civ, it's such a more relaxed game and it, it, it lets you kind of like have more room for imagination kind of thing. Mm. Um, awesome, man. I've never really got into those types of games. I really respect them though. Like, to be able to craft and program a game like that, they're insane. really. I I think they're really great. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I, I, XCOM used to be one of my favorite games. The the new one. Um, 
Minecraft is one of my favorite games because it's a yeah. game I can always come back to. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Borderlands Two, one of my favorites. But yeah, like dope. I play a little here, a little there. Yeah, the Kingdom Hearts awesome. games are so much fun too. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I tried to play Kingdom Hearts Two. I got like halfway through or three quarters of the way through, and I just couldn't deal with all the long, boring, stretched out, pointless shit. <laughs> it's, that's like kind of horribly, horribly um, executed. Yeah, I don't know. I like I like that kind of shit. Personally, that's uh, me personally. Kingdom Hearts 1 was amazing. I played Final Fantasy 13, loved that. Just the, I don't know, man. So I didn't play Kingdom Hearts 3 because... Yeah, no, that's understandable. It was more Kingdom Hearts two, but worse, maybe. Um, <laughs> like Kingdom Hearts three, the... like to me, like it goes two, three, one for my favorites. What? Yeah. Um, I think one. I don't. If if I was going on nostalgia, though, I'd be one would be my favorite because that's the only one I yeah. played when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But um, without nostalgia, I think it'd be two, three, one. I think two has, in my opinion, the best story and. Um, some of the best gameplay, but I think three really had the gameplay down. But the story was weak as hell. Um, one had a pretty decent story, kind of run of the mill though. Mm-hmm. Um, but I liked the gameplay, and I kind of liked how the game was structured in one. Just it, it felt yeah. it felt kind of right in one. Yeah, maybe I'm just locked in nostalgia mode for the game. No, you're yeah, dude. Trust I me, when I when I I only play Kingdom Hearts. Um, about a year ago is when I first time I played it because when we found out three was coming out, like actually had a release date, my wife kind of um, she loves Kingdom Hearts, but yeah. my wife saw two one point five and two point five remix for sale, yeah, for like ten bucks or something like that, and we're like, okay, well this is a reason to get into it, and <laughs> it's honestly Perfect. like a series that we loved that we love, but we also love to make fun of. Because it is yeah. really fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah, sometimes with all those, all those characters, I forget their oh, names. They all start yeah, with X. Yeah, dude, I I forget half their names. Uh, only one I can't forget is Axel. I got it memorized. So, yeah. Anybody who gets what I'm doing there, thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's he's he was a character who, who I hated at the start. I was like, yeah. oh, this guy's so lame, and then by the end of it, I was crying. So yeah, uh, it is a good story. I, I watched a kind of recap of the whole story. It's a, There's mess. a guy who made like a film of it almost on YouTube. Really, really well done. Yeah. So I just watched that. I don't know. My, my wife. Did Some people hate me. She did a. She watched playthroughs of all the games. Um, up yeah. to the three release, so she would have it all down. And I, okay, whatever I couldn't figure out, like who that was, she'd be like, "It's this guy," <laughs> and I'd be like, nice. "Oh, okay, yeah." That's awesome, man. There's so much going on in that world. It's I can't keep keep track of it. Yeah, even after having it explained to me, it's the most convoluted plot like ever. Yeah. So it sure is, but yeah, great, great game. But, but we love it. <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid, but we love it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like mostly play indie games. I think cool indie games and multiplayer games, Counter Strike, Starcraft. I usually go for just like kind of grand strategies or something like that. Play a lot yeah, of I gotta check guidelines. those out, man. I had I have them all: Civ Four, Civ Five, Civ Six. Civ Six is, um, I think, my least favorite. Yeah, um, I haven't haven't even launched it. 
it's the AI <laughs> is just awful in it. Like the the AI in five are stupid, but the AI in six are just oh my god, they're nonsensically stupid. Mm. They just they don't they don't. Oh, they're so stupid, and the fucking warmongering thing is such a pain in the ass in six. Ugh, it doesn't work right. Ugh. You have to you have to get yeah. a mod to play six. Oh god. Yeah, you have to get a mod for better AI. So. Damn. Anyway. Yeah, I, I I don't even I don't know if I'll ever open it. Yeah. yeah but I got it so my kids can play it. If Steam doesn't take that shit away from me. Just uh, four and five. I think five is uh my favorite. Um, only okay. Five is the best if you have all the DLC. Mm-hmm. If you don't have all the DLC, six is better than five. But if you have all the DLC, five is like my favorite. Cool. So, and you can usually get the complete edition for like ten bucks. Yeah, not too. So. Not too bad. And then four, I haven't played much of it, but a lot of people say it's their favorite. How do you uh, like discipline yourself to not play for you know ten hours straight? Uh, I don't, and I end up playing ten hours straight. <laughs> oh God, yeah, I've heard that that can be a problem. Yeah, you, you're just like, oh, well, there's one more. I got to finish this tower over here. Let me just finish that. Oh, well, now that the tower's done, I need to go find this mine over here. And it's like, oh, shit. So, like, when you find, like, a spot where you, you, like, actually completed a bunch of shit on the same turn, that's when you stop playing. Yeah. But even still, you're like, well, I'm about to go to war with this country, and <laughs> I need to start preparing well, for that. And... You know. Yeah, just convincing yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to like just kind of say, "All right, that's enough. It's a good stopping point." I I have to do it. I have to. The game is telling me to. (laughs) All right, man. I think that's uh, most of my questions. Okay. Yeah, it's been a long episode. I think this might be our longest one. You might be able to tell I'm getting sleepy. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's kind of late. I need to go watch some Star Trek and get to sleep. Oh man, it's midnight already. God damn. Yeah, it's beyond it. Holy crap. Okay, let's let's call this thing. All right. Let's call it, bro. All right, you got anything you want to say to your fans before we hit the road? Uh, I just want to say thank you all very much. Um, you guys any are shout outs. really great. Shout out to my boy, Randy. I mentioned you like 400 times, 3D Blast. He's great. Um, just shout out to like George Clanton, man. You, you fucking, you're changing this damn scene, dude. Like, holy shit. Um, shout out to Vito and uh, Z- uh, John Zabelli. You guys, literally part of the reason my life is this way. Same with the Lost Angles boys, Sterling and uh, Josh. You guys are fantastic. Um, you guys have changed my life in so many ways. It's ridiculous. And thank you all to who listen to myself and participate in my silly Twitter shit and stuff. <laughs> I appreciate you all. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the show, man. No problem. Thanks for having me. It was a real treat. All right, bro. We'll talk to you soon, man. We'll talk to you soon. Pieces. Cheers. See you at the con. Oh, yeah. Okay, that was my conversation with Dan Mason. It was a lot of fun, and I hope you had fun, too. Thanks a lot for sticking around. This was an- another massive, massive episode. Um, we just wanted to have some long ones for these guys, and uh, considering they're going to both playing at the concert tomorrow uh, we figured it was appropriate 
Definitely follow Dan Mason on Twitter and keep your eyes peeled for new music coming from him in the near future. We're going to leave you with some music from Dan Mason. And stay well, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon.